Welcome to Mall Talk. I'm Paige Weldon. I'm Emily Faye. Let's talk about the mall. Emily, did you go to the mall this week? I did. I went to the Grove. I went to the Grove and... (laughs) (laughs) Where'd you go? (laughs) Where were you? I went to the Grove. Okay. And (laughs) very exciting... I almost got hit by a trolley because I didn't realize that they were back in operation. They are, I heard. And so that's how I realized they were back is that like my brain wasn't even registering the like ding, 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 move aside. Because I was like, the trolleys aren't running. And I was like, this woman is trying to kill herself. Uh, It's not going to work. Just very slowly walking and looking at her phone. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, we have a way to deal with this it comes up a lot um but no it's so that's really exciting you know people people can sit down and get 20 feet from where they got on it i mean thrilling well the world we're coming back you know this is this is such a a good piece of news you know the trolleys are back that means that it's back (laughs) we're back do vaccines on the trolley um uh, Picnic Society is closed. Oh, it's gone. It was gone before it ever even had a chance. Dude. <laughs> um, Picnic Society was a restaurant that we talked about on the Patreon a lot. And it's gone. It looks like it's going to be replaced by something called Alma. Okay. And um, I mean, that's a big space. It's huge. It's huge. I think it might be like doomed, but um, Picnic Society, it was too loose of a concept. It was way too loose. People don't want to pick up picnic baskets. No, like they were really overestimating how many people were like picnicking. (laughs) And like in earnest. Were were picnicking on a very high budget. Like (laughs) how many people wanted to pay like $300 for a picnic? (laughs) Way overestimated. And then I went into Brandy Melville because Dude, you can't stop. I can't stop. I like wanted a new top because all of my clothes are lame. And um, thank you for saying it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like I have great um, work clothes. But then when it comes to like not looking like a loser when I'm being social, <laughs> I actually don't have anything. But so I went into the Americana one the other week. It was whatever. It was fine. Whereas this did feel like one of the most like humiliating experiences of my life just being in there like my face was like red I was so embarrassed because I don't know what the difference is it's very close this one's a lot more cramped Mm -hmm. and everyone working there it seemed like it was their first day and they were all 16 and running it by themselves like it was very like lord of the flies (laughs) and i know this because i heard two girls working next to each other at the register being like how old are you 17 oh cool i'm 16 remember you used to ask everyone that when you're a teenager it's like a question (laughs) and you know then another another 15 year old is just like can someone get the phone (laughs) and then they're all like wait, am I supposed to go on my break? Should you go on your break? And I was like, I'm so fucking old. You, because you also, became like, the manager of this Brandy Melville I, just, just to like, get okay. some order in the place. Everyone circle around. Um, but no, it's like literally looking at them. I thought that I kind of had an idea of how like teens were dressing and like what was cool. I don't. It's interesting you bring this up because I'll talk about this in a minute, but I went to the Target at the Eagle Rock Plaza today and I saw a teenager wearing um, a blazer and sweatpants (laughs) and I was like, 
is this a look? Is this, um, she's just not fully dressed? <laughs> well, that's, that's not what the, that's not what these girls are. Okay. Wearing. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> no, it was also, I was dressed like particularly frumpy for work that day. Okay. <laughs> like very, like if you had like a movie set in the sixties, then you had like a homeschooled character <laughs> who just like moved from the country. <laughs> I'm like, there. That's how I, can, I was dressed. I'm picturing and it. And so it was like it was like double bad. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it's like okay, I got to stay away from that Brandy Melville okay. if I have to go into a Brandy Melville. Now you know. Lesson absolutely <laughs> learned. I I think that's it. But Paige, did you go to the mall? So I did. I mean, cuz I went to the Target at Eagle <laughs> Rock Plaza. Um I didn't go into the mall portion at all, but I went today because I needed some pillowcases and listen, they've got them <laughs> at Target. They do? <laughs> they sure do. And I went because I just got um, tired of looking at pillowcases on the Target app and being like, is this two or one? And what size is this? I was like, I'm just going to go to the pillowcase aisle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> They're honestly like, I feel like I like kept having the experience of being like, this is one for $20. Like what's happening? Anyway, also, I just, it's nice to get out of the house. So I went and I got some pillowcases and I also bought some Dayquil, which I just take sometimes <laughs> for my allergies. Sure, sure. And um, I didn't know apparently. Paige's famous allergies. <laughs> <laughs> I won't disagree. Um, I, did you know you have to get uh, your ID check to buy Dayquil? No. I was like, I get which it on Nyquil, but. Which is the one that people make meth with? Maybe Dayquil. Isn't that Benadryl or something? I don't know. Listeners, comment if you know how to make meth. <laughs> Tell us what the deal is. Um, it was pretty uneventful. I still like that Target. I just, I want to say it's a good Target. And I got everything I needed. And I did see that teenager. <laughs> what what sort of top was the teen wearing? Like under the blazer with the sweat? Did not get a good look. Okay. But she was also wearing those like chunky white sneakers that teenagers wear. So I was mm. like, clearly she's a fashionable teenager. Oh, that teenagers wear? <laughs> I have two pairs of chunky white sneakers. <laughs> Weird. You, ch- teenagers, Emily and Charlie XCX wear these. <laughs> and so that's where I know them from. <laughs> I did peer into the into the mall, but I did not go into it. It is open. Um, that's it, honestly. I don't really have a ton to say on the Target thing. Should I have even brought it up? <laughs> Mostly it was the teenager I wanted to mention. No, that's actually, that's like really interesting information to have i'm just writing in my notes real quick buy a blazer and sweatpants Um. (laughs) at brandy melville at the americana though all right let's introduce our guest uh from blank check we have griffin newman today hi griffin hi um already so many things i'm 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 just exploding with uh, opinions and takes um i feel a similar befuddlement when i see how any teenager is dressed that having been said page from your description that very much sounds to me like a teenager modifying their style for the pandemic rather than a new trend you know okay yeah yeah like maybe she was in her pajamas and her mom was like we're going to target and she was like oh well, it's right. cold, so I'll throw on my blazer, you right. know? Right, That feels very anti-hard clothes, you know, yeah. more than I'm really trying to make a new thing happen. I mean, it's definitely the blazer that, that throws the whole thing off. 
mm-hmm. for me though. Really? I didn't I didn't even know that teens had blazers. I don't have a blazer. It was like an oversized, like almost like an 80s kind of a blazer mm-hmm. look. I, okay, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I I was a I went through a big ba- uh, blazer phase. And oh, yeah. I do feel like I I get the internal logic of it of like, well, I don't want to look like I'm just wearing my pajamas out in public. So I will overcompensate by putting something overly formal over the top half and doing yes. nothing to the bottom half. It's the the Zoom look, I guess. Yeah. I feel like if you saw an adult wearing that outfit, you would be like, this is the most divorced person <laughs> yes. alive. Yeah. Yeah. But that, no, that's a great point. Great points, both of you. That That is uh, very much divorce couture, fresh divorced couture. But I also think that... Yes, what you just described is a perfect look for the Zoom era, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just rolled out of bed. Let me put a blazer on. That makes it look like I'm ready for this meeting. Meanwhile, the second it's done, I take the blazer off. I'm ready to roll back into bed. What is strange, I guess, is that it's a teenager doing it. At Target, right? <laughs> but I mean, maybe listen. maybe they're in, they're taking after their parents. You know, maybe yeah. they they look to their I elders. I learned it from yeah. you, mom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I certainly I certainly get it. Like I made a big shift before this recording to put on quote unquote hard pants, but I Ooh. feel like I put on the softest hard pants I have. Yeah, if that makes but, any sense. Like I I feel like I now either just wear straight up sweatpants. Or pants that are essentially sweatpants in disguise, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I am wearing what I wear almost every day where I tell myself, you've got to put on real pants, which is just yep. my stretchiest jeans. Same. N- nothing Same. that's not stretchy as hell. Yeah. I, I have uh, stretchy jeans and stretchy khakis. And those are like the two Ooh. things I switch between when I want to trick myself into thinking that I'm living a real life. <laughs> I was wearing my hardest jeans today because I wanted to see if I could get back into them again. Wow. And I could. But then I, I I actually did change into soft pants for this recording. For I'm wearing you. my airy waffle joggers. Hell yeah. We so love, I'm very I'm very the... much doing the Zoom thing. <laughs> I feel like the last year has been um a a cycle of me gaining and losing the same twenty pounds over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so I constantly am losing track of what I do or don't fit into properly anymore. Because like yes. suddenly I'll be like, I'll put something on and be like, this is too tight. I forgot that I ate three pizzas last week, right? <laughs> yeah. And then the following week, I'll put on pants and they won't stay up. You know? <laughs> yeah. I just feel wow. like I'm constantly overcompensating like one versus the other. <laughs> I indulge too much. I need to take it easy. And then the next week, I'm like, I'm miserable. I need to have consecutive pizza dinners yeah. <laughs> so it's like every day is like a fun little fashion show to get dressed a little bit you don't, you it's don't a su- know what you're gonna land on it's a surprise it's certainly a surprise yeah <laughs> yeah um griffith do you by chance remember the last time you found yourself at a mall i can't i'm really sort of uh struggling here you preloaded this question and i'm i'm trying to think um because New York, I, I live in New York City. I grew up in New York City. Um, Manhattan in particular, uh, incredibly bad place for, for malls. Mm. Uh, probably one of the worst mall spots in America. Um, and I'm trying to think of like, I, I went to um, uh, Key West like right before the pandemic. I feel like that was the last trip I took. 
and uh, Key West is kind of like just one giant mall. But I didn't go to a literal mall there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever go to Jersey malls? Because it's like one of the worst mall cities. Ne- I mean, one of yes. the worst mall states next to one of the best mall states. It's it's a great point. Well, here's my thing. So I, I very much, I think, grew up in awe of malls and jealous of malls, <laughs> especially like as a kid in Manhattan, you see so much mall representation in pop culture. And it's like, oh, youth culture all <laughs> centers around the mall. It very much felt like, um, like I didn't really feel a sense of longing when I saw kids playing in backyards and movies and TV shows. I'd be like, they can have that. Who gives a <laughs> shit? I like blocks. I like concrete. I don't need a backyard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate balls, right? But the mall thing, I definitely felt like I was missing out on. And so I do feel like I, anytime I can go to a mall, I do go to a mall. I am someone who likes malls a lot. And so anytime I go on a, a trip uh, for work or for any other reason, if there's any mall that I can get to myself, I go. Um, and I also feel like anytime I can convince friends, if we're en route from one place to another to stop at a mall, I mm-hmm. usually make that argument. I don't drive. <laughs> this is another fundamental New York City oh, kid thing about me. Sure. Is I don't drive and I'm afraid of cars. So, <laughs> it, it like, I... I feel like I've gone to Jersey malls less, although I have gone to some because it's rare that um, I feel like someone is driving me to New Jersey. You know, it's more likely (laughs) if I'm being driven somewhere, it's further. Well, you are kind of getting the teenage experience you missed out on by um, always wanting someone to drive you to the mall. That's a very iconic teenage experience. Desperately needing a ride to the mall. I I have been living that life for 32 years strong, (laughs) just constantly begging someone to drive me to a mall. But I do think, I mean, that is like, I do genuinely always try to go like, what if we've been to the mall? Like, that'd be a fun thing to do. When people Um, are down, when you suggest that, it's mm -hmm. like such a victory. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah, and and I feel like there's always that sort of like, why do you want to go? Like, what do you need there? And I'm like, I don't know. It just feels like it'd be like, like this is like a fun, like right, be like good place to hang out or whatever. I feel like I'm rarely proven wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, the most vindicating thing is when someone else in a group says like, oh, I really need to get new blank, and then you can go like, oh, I just looked at. There's actually a mall that has a rather yeah. than yes. letting them settle on a standalone location of one store. Yeah. I always liked doing that, like, with boyfriends. Mm. It's like, you know, it's like, I need a shirt. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know what we could do today? (laughs) And it's not just me asking you to go to the mall, but you need to go to the mall. And I would be happy to come with you. Actually, you won't believe this, but they sell shirts at the mall. (laughs) I heard about it. Actually, I just remembered sells shirts, I think. We can look it up, but I think they sell shirts. Is is the mall, mall. actually. So if you want to go there, I... I would, I would, I would do that. <laughs> but I'll say, like, here, here's the thing: I very much do. Like, especially uh, any of the times I've worked as an actor, where I'm being put up somewhere else, right? Where I'm like traveling out of New York City and being put up somewhere else. One of the first things I do is figure out what the closest mall is, <laughs> and I almost always will. Uh, if it is less, I'd say less than an hour walk, I will walk to that mall. 
<laughs> Very if reasonable. Any way to get to that mall on foot, right? That isn't yeah. like literally like yeah. throwing my arms up against the side of a highway, right? I will <laughs> I will do it. And if not, I will figure out the public transit route to get to that <laughs> yeah. mall. And and we'll go there like it's like one of my main like day off early rap day whatever things the couple of times I've been like you know uh, not stuck but I've been like staying at a hotel somewhere else for like a month or a couple weeks or whatever I'll I'll go to the mall a lot and then I also um, I went I I dropped out of college very quickly but I did like a semester and change in um, California and I think part of the thinking was I was like. Oh, I, I'm like very much a city person, but I should like flip to the other kind of city, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I should just like push myself out of my comfort zone. And everyone's like, but you don't drive. And I was like, I think I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> and it was, and by the way, what I meant was not, I think I'm going to figure out how to drive. What I meant was, I think I'm going to figure out how to live any sort of functional life in the Los Angeles area without a car, which absolute fair. I dropped out within eight months, but uh, I was horribly depressed. Um, uh, I, I blame that for a lot of it, but um, yeah, I, uh, a, a would always try to convince friends to drive me in the mall. Um, but B, I bought a bicycle Ooh. and my college was on top of a hill and the mall was essentially on the bottom of the hill. This was in Valencia, California. And yeah. there was a mall that's called the Valencia Town Center. And it's sort of the mall I have the strongest feelings for because of this very intense eight-month period of my life where this was my my life was just this mall. I mean, especially being in <laughs> Valencia, it's like a suburban yeah. town with like the widest streets. Like you're just like you, you everywhere is very far from each other <laughs> Valencia, in, a, in a town like that. Yes, is a very <laughs> jarring place to move to if you've only lived in manhattan yeah. your entire life yeah yeah i mean valencia like especially if you're like oh i'll be around la mm -hmm. and then you're like no mm. right 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 it, i mean it okay was, so this is valencia yeah right, right like absolute misunderstanding on my part of, of spatial reasoning yeah. and how little sort of like uh, trickle down there was from la culture into valencia valencia yeah. is like for people who don't know uh, yeah. predominantly um, like closed off housing communities, right? Yeah. It's like one of these towns that's always voted one of the safest places to live in America because it is just weird like packaged housing communities, gates and weird branding with identical like cookie cutter houses placed within them. These very, very wide roads, very, very narrow sidewalks, everything spread out. You have a lot of kind of like half-ass sort of strip malls, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's this one mall uh, at the center of the town called the Valencia Town Center that is set up to look like it isn't a mall, like it is a town center. So it's yeah. like a fake mm -hmm. small town little thing where they have like cobble streets and like uh -huh. statues of families. There are statues <laughs> of families just having a casual time in the town center, like a dad holding his daughter's hand and like someone playing catch and someone walking a dog. And they have um, uh, speakers underneath the grates in the sidewalk. Yes. That <laughs> oh, it's a Westfield. Music, yes. Yeah. But okay. they, they really try to pretend that it is a yeah. small town homey thing. Well, 
I was just looking it up right now because it sounds so much like a Caruso. Like it mm. sounds like the Grove or the Americana that I, I had to see, but it's, it's it's a Westfield. It seems like it's like some of it is like an enclosed space and then it has okay. the sort of like outer area well, too. That's the interesting thing is it's yeah. like, here's like a small town center. Like it's very much like the, um, the entrance of Disneyland, right? It's like a fake Disney. Yeah. Before you get to the rides, mm-hmm. here's just Pop's candy store. I mean, there's literally like the same type of floral arrangements yes. outside. <laughs> right. It's very, yeah. it's very Disney and all the like small stores on those streets are like, oh, it's Pop's candy store, but it's sponsored by Nestle. Like it's, yeah. it's like Disney in that way where they're all like big brand names. None of it's like independent. I remember there being a Thomas Kincaid store. Mm. Um, oh, really? But wow. in, in the way that Disneyland like takes you from small town into like, and now here's the castle and, and here like all the fun things. Um, the thing that the streets are leading to in the Valencia Town Center is a proper mall. So yeah. it's like this very weird, like it's a fake town center mall building up to a very conventional uh, indoor mall. It does look nice. It really spoke to me, honestly, when I looked it up. First of all, I mean, Valencia yeah. is very in my mind, at least from the times I've been there, it really reminds me of where I grew up, which is Temecula, California. It's like mm-hmm. a very also, it's similar. Where, it's where Six Flags is. I feel like that's the context that the context in which we have referenced Valencia before. And it's like probably like a forty-five minute drive out of LA, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, it's like this is very similar to the mall that I grew up in, except it seems like uh, that I grew up going to, not that I grew up in, but um, <laughs> it's like where it's this, like the base is this, you know, sort of conventional indoor. And then they were like, but this one's a little bit fancy. So we have some mm. stores outside yeah. and some fountains and things like that. It really, I, I would love to visit the Valencia town center. <laughs> no, I want to, I want to say, um, just because I'm looking up the photos now, it does seem like it's been substantially remodeled since yeah. okay. I was there, which was now uh, 14 years ago or something. Um, and I, I truly have not gone back there once yeah. uh, since <laughs> the seven months where I went there almost every day. The Valencia Mall seven month reunion yes (laughs) yeah i've considered it a lot because i'll like go to la and i'll consider like should i go back for old time's sake um i'm trying to see if i can find a picture of what this place looked like circa 2007 because now it definitely looks more like like you're saying kind of like grove adjacent it really used to fake the the town center Mm, thing a lot okay harder interesting it it was more weirdly um themed but uh just to underline how um disastrous my entire uh uh living in valencia experience was uh, i never went to six flags which is the reason to go to valencia and part of it was i never found anyone who wanted to go with me because uh the college i went to cal arts is like 95 percent people who grew up in that area yeah. or LA. And so all of them were like, I went to Six Flags all the time. I don't need to go again. Right. Yeah. Like there yeah. was no novelty to anyone else. And that was, that was the bridge too far for me where it's like taking my bicycle to go to Six Flags by myself is <laughs> too depressing. But I can yeah. go to the mall. I can pretend I'm walking around a small town. And yeah. then when I'm done with that, I can like go take myself to see a movie by myself uh-huh. Have a pazookie by myself at BJ's. <laughs> and then because my school is at the top of a hill, uh, slowly push my bicycle uphill <laughs> for two hours in the dark. 
Oh no! Yeah, like post sunset. Um, oh man! I wow. mean, the, the the rush of riding a bike downhill is always met with the realization that <laughs> you will be pushing it back up. It was incredible. I always I w- I would feel like I was flying. You know, like every time I left, because CalArts too is a school that like their whole conceptual thing was like the whole school's in one building, right? It's like the small art school, but like every concentration's in one building and the building isn't huge uh and then there's like two dorms there's like one graduate dorm one undergraduate dorm one bubble where every class is and so it feels very very insular and suffocating and most of the people who go there i found uh grew up in the area and would just uh go home at nights and on weekends (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and hang out with their old friends Sick. and do their old shit. <laughs> oh, so, so I, so I, right, so I'd feel kind of abandoned. I would try to convince people to drive me places. I mean, if I was asking someone to drive me, I would ask them to drive me into like L.A. proper for some reason, right? Right. But sure, so, yeah. Right. The Valencia Town Center was like the, the freedom that I could access on my own. And like yeah. once I, I went through those gates, left the tiny campus and then was just like zooming on that bicycle. It was such a freeing feeling. And I had like my fucking iPod and I'd be like singing along <laughs> to shit because like you don't see anyone else on the sidewalks of Valencia. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just I would just be alone. And then I get there. I have a nice little afternoon to myself. And then on on the sundown on the opposite side pushing the bike uphill it would take four times as long and my ipod inevitably would have died so the other thing i remember is that i would just sing songs to myself as if i were listening to music to occupy my brain this is oh, a really man. haunting like day yeah. you're painting. But it's very relatable as well. We've oh, all been so there. Relatable. <laughs> this is to- this was very similar to my college experience. Dropped out after a year mm. because I was extremely depressed yep. and hated this tiny school mm-hmm. and would spend all of my time not on campus and in the city including the mall mm-hmm. <laughs> listening yeah. to my fucking yeah, music on on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I would imagine you also wouldn't want to buy too much at the mall if that's if hmm. that's how you're heading back. But would you ever, would you ever shop? Would you actually buy anything? I, I feel like I wouldn't much. I feel like I would sort of just, uh, uh, I, I don't know. It was there was sort of the game because there was a strip mall that was closer, right? There was a strip mall that was probably ten a ten minute walk away, a five. Yeah three minute bike ride away and that had like walmart best buy toys r us michaels i want to say i'm trying to remember but it was like big big box stores but in just like an extended concrete uh you know um uh parking lot and then around the corner from that was like a strip of every fast food restaurant there was like a really good line of fast food restaurants so like that i feel like if i wanted to go shopping i would just do i would go there yeah, because you know? you're not trying mm-hmm. to buy a basket for your bike. You know, you're right. not trying to. <laughs> right. I think there was that. there was a Bed Bath and Beyond there. Ooh. Like that was like if I went and got anything there, I could bring it back. And also, at some point, someone had stolen a shopping cart and left it in the hallways of the dorm. And I was like, "Well, I'm gonna take this." So that was another <laughs> thing I would do is I would just push a dirty stolen shopping cart. <laughs> 
to the Walmart and if I had to buy like bigger items for my dorm room or whatever. <laughs> this was such a good time in my life. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I would rarely, if ever, buy anything at the mall. The two yeah. big things for me were it was the walking around. It was the feeling like I was in a place with other people, right? Because like yeah. otherwise Valencia is so, as you said, spread out, gated, desolate. There's no sort of like hub. There's no sort of walk around areas or anything. Yeah. Um, and uh, so there, it was like that. It was like, oh, feeling like I'm around other human beings while also being terrified of other human beings. <laughs> um, uh, and, and then uh, movie theater and BJ's. Like I, yeah. I was just that was the other thing was for seven months. I just ate so many goddamn pazookis. <laughs> I mean, that's a really funny food to eat alone yeah yeah as a pizookie. that's because it's sort of i feel like it's sort of like celebratory it's like yeah i imagine you're like watching a group of kids going to homecoming also enjoying mm-hmm. a pizookie. like <laughs> yeah and you're just like yeah this is my daily pizookie. What do you want to talk about it i'll say this um, i feel like there were a couple other um food places at the town center there was definitely a johnny rockets mm. And I'm trying to think maybe one other thing. I mean, there was like a food court in the mall mall, but I feel like I I hit that up very rarely. If I was doing a a totally solo expedition, I might be more inclined to like hit up um, uh, Johnny Rockets or something. I do feel like when I wanted a Pazookie, I would try to convince other people to go with me, specifically Mm -hmm. because it felt too weird to go there by myself, especially as someone who couldn't drink legally. You know? it's I think you can go to BJ's by yourself, have a pizza, have a Pazookie, and drink too many beers. And it's like, that's a night. That's a very specific (laughs) type of night. But like a frail, delicate, scared-looking 19-year-old... Sitting alone at a BJ's, just methodically finishing a personal pizza and a pizookie is a very different story. I do, I, but I do also say this as like I love going and like like posting up at the bar at yeah. oh, a yeah. like yeah, not yeah, I know it's, not even it's great. Like yeah. I just like to sit there and I've like I've, I'm thinking about there was a time like I guess almost a couple years ago now that I was doing a show in San Diego and I stopped at the. Westfield La Jolla and I went to um I went to Red Robin by myself and it was one of the best times I've yeah. ever had <laughs> I, I I'm right there with you I do it all the time now even if you're not drinking it's different if you can drink yeah yeah yeah, um, but yeah. yes I'm very much someone as I said if I'm working and I have the day off in some other town I go to the mall by myself I do that I plant myself at a Friday's or a Red yeah, Robin that's or whatever what I wanted to yeah. ask is like yeah. when you're traveling and you go to a mall particularly yeah like one you've never been before like what mm-hmm. are you looking for you're like what am i trying to hit like what do i want to be here um i think hmm, it, that's a good question uh, and i'm trying to even think how to verbalize this abstract want yeah um because once again it's like i'm trying to convince other people that they maybe need to go to the mall to get something whereas i feel like i almost never have any objective i think part of it is the making up for lost time. I didn't have this growing up. I'm so sort of fascinated by mall culture mm-hmm. and I'm interested in seeing the the regional differences of malls. Um, I think there's also like the um, anthropological level of it, you know, where it's sort of just like, I mean, uh, uh, you folks host this podcast. You understand <laughs> what I'm about to say. Yes. But, but, but like, uh, you know, a good way to understand a place is to sort of like 
look at what the the youth culture is in a place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially in in smaller towns, and the mall is such a hub of that, while also being this like hub of commerce, and then people who are just running like errands, you know. That I often feel if I'm like, okay, now I'm like camped out in waterbury connecticut for a month shooting a direct-to-cable horror movie i'm yeah. gonna go to the waterbury mall a lot because otherwise i'm in a hotel or i'm like on a set which is its own weird little ecosystem and it's not like i'm filming in venice where there are like ostensible sites to see that are being promoted right, right. everyone else on the production is like why would you leave the hotel where what is there to do <laughs> and i'm like i just almost want to have the thought experiment of understanding what it would have felt like to grow up in this town, what it feels like to live in this uh-huh. town. And to yeah. some degree, going to the mall feels like a heartbeat, you know, check in that way. Um, Definitely. But I also, I, I feel like I rarely buy shit. And yeah. I'm not someone who is reticent to buy shit. But mm-hmm. I feel like when I go to malls in this sort of way, when I'm uh, uh, traveling with other people, I will often, like, if they don't want to go to the mall, branch off and be like, I'm just going to go to the mall by myself today. And it's yeah. just like, I just want to know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, yeah. it's the people watching. So you kind of yeah. get a sense of the people. And then it's also like anytime you go to a mall that's not that's outside of where you live or where you're from. I feel like you always see at, le- at least one regional store that tells yes. you so much about where you are. I, you know, yes, yes, like, yes. I remember seeing an, the first time I saw and I don't know if you've ever seen they have them in the south. Uh, there's a store called Altered State. Mm-hmm. It's like a Christian store. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so glad I saw this. This tells me so much about where I am, you know? (laughs) Yeah, here's another thing I love. Like, looking at a store like that and trying to figure out, like, is this actually a robust chain in this area? Or is this one overzealous location? Or is this, like, the last location standing (laughs) of what used to be something strong like when you see a place like that that has like the big neon signs and the window clings and seems to have that branding and you haven't heard of it there is that feeling of like am i now learning about a much larger world or is this a one-off is this an anomaly when you learn about a tv show that you just learned about but then when you learn about it for the first time in your life, you find out it's on its fifth season and it's yeah. the second highest rated TV show yeah. on cable for five years running. Uh, yeah. And uh, you're like, yeah. what? <laughs> yes. Br- yeah. Brent like- Sullivan, the comedian, used to talk about, and I always think about the, this because I'd never heard anyone verbalize this before. But I was like, yeah, I do have this thought. If you ever go to a foreign country and you see like ads and posters for movies and TV shows there, how all the celebrities seem fake. <laughs> that yeah, you're... because it looks like they're dressed as a celebrity because you don't recognize right. them. Right. Yeah, right. Because they hold no weight for you. You're like, but that's not a real celebrity. <laughs> and he would always say, like, I just wonder if people come to America and it obviously like American pop culture gets exported more everywhere else over the world. But like in the reverse situation, does someone see a poster with Chris Pratt and go like, that guy's not a fucking movie star. Yeah. That's some guy in a nice jacket. You know, like I'm yeah. not buying it. But, uh, but definitely is, yeah. I feel this... that in foreign countries and there is that thing with malls yes. where it's like I want to see what the other malls are like. Yeah. And, and yeah. figure out, you know, reverse engineer, is this real or am I correct <laughs> in assuming that this is low rent? Yeah. I mean, that's like how we talk about Wetzel's pretzels and then we, we assumed everyone knew what that was. And then we found out through doing the podcast that a lot of people are like, what is Wetzel's pretzels? And we're like, 
Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Or just wait, the wait. most famous pretzel in town. I feel like that's like it's the celebrity thing. Like on um this season of like RuPaul's Drag Race UK just wrapped, and mm-hmm. every episode there's like a guest judge, and every episode they say the name, and it's some British person, and everyone's like, oh, no, <laughs> icon, what, what? And I'm like, this is a fake person. Who is this? And it's like, I feel like that's the same thing with like a food court staple that yeah. would be like all across like the Midwest. Right. Like part of what I miss is that now if I'm going to a mall, not now, but, you know, in the before times, uh, if I'm going to a mall, um, I, you know, can look at the chain and then I can pull out my phone and be like, how many yeah. locations does this place have? When was it founded? Is this real? You know, yeah. or is this some startup that isn't going to make it? <laughs> and uh, and before you just kind of have to like tilt your head and really examine the clues, you know, yeah. like there wasn't a clear answer until I got back to my dorm or my hotel room or whatever. Um I, I feel like yeah, the phenomenon we're talking about is like the Tad Hamilton phenomenon, right? Where it's like a movie that's all about this fake celebrity and everyone being like, he's so famous, all his hit movies, you don't know them. And you're like, you're trying too hard to convince me that this fake person <laughs> is famous. And I feel the same way, Emily, where it's like when you see famous, quote unquote, famous people on like foreign shows, you're just like, the audience is overreacting. You're overselling this <laughs> yeah. to me. There's no way this person is this famous. Right. Yeah. right. I've never seen this person in my life. Yeah, but I find that that thing interesting in uh, malls. And it, it's also just like, I always find it, it's a very weird experience being like someone out of high school going to malls and just kind of like being like, oh, I never was able to see it through that angle mm-hmm. you know yeah. like i only yeah. ever started really experiencing malls in any kind of meaningful way once i was out of the stage where the mall becomes the de facto social hub yeah 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 I and think- also a place that like as a teenager i feel like with us it's like okay yeah we're totally we like going to the mall alone now and stuff but like as a teenager being seen alone at the mall would is the most humiliating S- thing to happen to right. a mortifying. person. Right. Right. So <laughs> it's like there's that growth element to it. Yeah. But yes. um you're just like yeah, you just you just came in as an adult. I'll yeah. say this too. I mean, I was uh so so young looking uh when I was at CalArts that I'm sure like <laughs> teenagers were just kind of flummoxed. <laughs> <laughs> like who is he doesn't go to our school you he know he's the, eating a pazuki who right. is this but there was like i do rem- i mean i do feel like you know there was no way i read to any local teenager as a college student and valencia is small <laughs> enough that they have to know if there's some fucking young person i don't recognize they have to be one of those artsy kids from up the hill you know but right. i still think they were like mathematically is he like the Doogie Hauser of art school? Because otherwise we should see him in class. Do we just not know this kid? <laughs> I like to think that they, they were, there was like lore about you, that they were like, yeah, he do- they're like he is he homeschooled? He doesn't have the fear that we have. He's so brave to be I there mean, alone. Talk, talk about lore. So I got this bike, right? And uh, I, I, I was like, I'm going to be just really resourceful. Get a bike. It'll be great. Exercise. I'll bike everywhere. And then, like, the stupid comedy brain part of me could not resist buying, 
a bike from Walmart that was a children's fixed gear bicycle <laughs> designed to look like an X Games motorbike. So okay, it was so... like an X Games oh, no. branded. I can get. I can send a photo of it to you too. I have. Yeah. Uh, I mean, m- you extra would love to have someone come with you because they could ride on your pegs. You know. Yes. And that's. <laughs> I, you know what? I honestly don't think this even had pegs. Damn. Um, but uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get a photo of this uh, before this episode is done. Uh, but um, I I called the bike uh, Griff Lightning, mm-hmm. and people on campus would go, "Oh my God, is that Griff Lightning? Uh, Are you the guy who owns Griff Lightning?" Because wait, it would, did you like put a na- uh, did you put a name on it or something? I didn't. Like that stickers? was my ambition. Was like, oh, I'll, like custom paint it and I'll put the name on it. But I think it was just such. An obnoxious looking item chained up at the bike racks <laughs> at this very small school that everyone just asks questions about it. Like, who the fuck would have that? And then someone would be like, I don't know, it's called Griff Lightning. And then people would be like, Do you own Griff Lightning? I'd be like, Yeah. And they'd be like, What's your name? And I'd be like, Griffin. Obviously. Like, the bike had a reputation and I had none. <laughs> Legendary. I, I would think there would be more lore from the local teens about you and the and the shopping cart. <laughs> like there's this there's Both. this local teen none of us know. Yeah. Who just shows up with a shopping cart and then leaves with a shopping cart. Yeah. I, I'm realizing, I mean, how kind of the bizarrely impressive it was that I was uh, equally <laughs> confounding to both the, the people at the college I went to and the locals of the town in the college. <laughs> that neither one could make sense of me. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I do want to ask, Were there have there been any particular malls that you've gone to when you're working in a different town or like on, on a road trip going somewhere that have been like really notable malls you've visited? Hmm. Um... I feel like that's a good question. Um, I have uh, a lot of good friends who live in um, Toronto. And so a bunch of my American buddies and I once a year will take a road trip in January to go to Toronto because we're really, really good strategic thinkers. (laughs) And um, that usually involves a lot of uh, mauling. Um, there's the one mall in sort of like downtown Toronto that I'm forgetting the name of. The Eaton Center. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That is definitely like, I feel like the mall I have the most affinity for just because it's a little bit of a yearly, uh, tradition for me. Um, I shot a, a short film in a mall that I need to look up the name of, but it's like a big, um, New Jersey mall. I want to say Secaucus, but it's one of those really ostentatious malls that has like a Ferris wheel and oh, like VR. Yeah. It's it's like humongous. We've definitely talked about that one before, but I'm I'm blanking on Paramus, the name. Um, Cherry Hill. There's a, yeah. It, there's so many New Jersey malls that have come up. Um, yeah, yeah. They they seem to be kind of almost like New Jersey feels like the closest in terms of just like obsession with mall culture to Southern California. It seems very like yeah. a similar I think the thing. Palisades Center American is the one. Dream? I'm thinking No, that's of, the one that closed. Yeah. American Dream was Meadowlands. I th- I think this one is the Palisades Center. Okay. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, this looks correct to me. Um but we filmed there for quite a few days and that was also bizarre because like having to act in the middle of a mall 
and it was yeah. like a weird oh you filmed at the mall yeah yeah and okay it, and it was like a uh like a, a sci-fi short film it was like a, a twilight zone-esque kind of like homage thing where i am from like an alien race and i get transported to the mall so i had like fake ears and a monk robe and yeah. like a big like gong that i was ringing and had to like run around the mall where like the cameras weren't hidden but the mall was so big that yeah. people, uh, <laughs> you know, it, like wouldn't have known I was acting, but it was also fascinating how little people seemed to care. Like I felt like <laughs> I got more weird glances going to Valencia Town Center as a 19-year-old than I did being at the Palisade Center as a 30-year-old with makeup screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> Running around banging a gong. Yeah, and people a, were just like, I don't know. You're like, what does it work for Spencer's? Or right. like, what's going on? Right, right. What is it? This is some stupid, like marketing thing yeah it, it does look like i'm reading that uh multiple episodes of impractical jokers were filmed there so maybe people were used to it for that mm, reason that's very possible <laughs> that's interesting um that's that would be so i feel like i'd be so distracted trying to do a job like an acting job in the mall i'd be like can i could I just go in to the Bed Bath & Beyond really quick? I just kind of want to, I don't even want to buy anything. I'd just like to kind of soak it in. Like. Yes. Yeah. I do feel like that's what I did during lunch breaks. Yeah. I mean, when there was like downtime, I would sort of just like wander around the mall a little bit. Uh, and and then at the end of the day, like in lieu of a rap party on a short film with no budget, everyone was like, we should like go do a mall activity. Yeah. And I feel like there was like, there was some VR, 4DX, like motion mm -hmm. control ride thing that everyone wanted to do and then wanted to like go to a bar. And I was so adamant about going to Dave and Buster's. So like yeah. me and two people. I mean, that, people, that's what makes the most sense as a absolutely. rap party. And like, I was just like, duh. why is no one agreeing on this? That's so obvious. Especially like, yeah. Dave and Buster's sounds like a combination of the two other things that they wanted yeah. to do. Yes, Absolutely. It was so bizarre that we couldn't convince them. But then three of us just decided, like, fuck it. We're just going to Dave and Buster's. And yeah. so we just – now I'm, I'm questioning myself here if it was the Woodbridge Mall. But anyway, we just went to the Dave and Buster's and truly uh, closed it down. Like, there was the point where every other game started, the lights started turning off, and they had to come to us and say – you have to leave. Um, and that that was like a particularly fond mall memory for me. Yeah, we became obsessed that. with, you know those games where you drop the coins in and then you're trying to push them over the edge and the more coins yeah. that get knocked over, the more you yeah. tickets you win or whatever. And they had this Star Trek themed one at Dave & Buster's locations where mixed in with the tokens are like trading cards of Star okay. Trek characters. And it's like if you collect the set... If you get all eight, then it, it's so many tickets, right? Mm. Like you can cash in one of the cards for however many tickets, but if you get all eight, it multiplies it like whatever. But eight is so many. So the three of us just just posted ourselves there, oh, and yeah, we're you like, combine forces. Yeah, and we <laughs> I we got I think six out of eight between the three wow. of us we just That's kept on good. like swapping because it's like there are like maybe six stations there right and we'd be mm -hmm. like oh no this one's hot now someone take that <laughs> one before or, like a 12 year old takes that so then we'd like get there and then we try to They're get a car you drinks like it's a casino <laughs> yeah i mean it was wild and then um 
the the one person lives in LA, right? Was going back to LA the next week, but I was also going to LA the next week for work. And she was like, you know, there's a Dave and Buster's in LA. So I took the cards to LA. <laughs> then we went to that Dave and Buster's. It was her boyfriend's birthday. She convinced him <laughs> to make this his birthday party. So it was Wait, so it wasn't so even bef- before this it wasn't going to be his birthday party. Then because of Correct. this it was his birthday party. Correct. The one like, in Hollywood? Uh yes, yes. It was okay. the one like right by the Kodak Center. Yeah, that one's mm-hmm. wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we went there. I was staying at some hotel right there for some reason. But uh we went there for like the whole day and we're very strategic and it was like like we had met a week earlier, right? <laughs> and she like flies back to LA, lands back in her apartment and is like, "Honey, I need you to understand." That's so funny. You, you've never heard of who I spent three days with. We are we are committed to a larger mission. You have to volunteer your birthday to this. And it was me, her, her, her husband, her husband. They were married, and and their roommates. And we okay. were all focused on completing the set, and we did. And then um, we were going to cash it in, and she like kind of like started looking like skittish and i was like what's going on and she's like is it crazy if i don't want to trade it in (laughs) and i was like what do you mean she's like i'm worried they're all gonna get angry at me if i've convinced them to spend the day doing this and it's not to get the tickets but i really don't want to let go of them this is like at the end of a movie when it's like what if we stayed yeah like, what if we <laughs> it really <didn't> was <laughs> it was kind of profound and she was like my brother was like the overachiever in the family he was the golden child he did everything and i just feel such a weird sense of accomplishment from this win that i don't want to give it up like no prize we could redeem the tickets for would mean more to me than just keeping the cards and oh so my she did and we just were like okay here's like the leftover like what dupes do we have of the cards right 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 we'll cash in those tickets she keeps one complete mm-hmm. set and then the husband got to pick his birthday present <laughs> from the leftover tickets <laughs> what oh did he my pick God. do you know i can tell you exactly what he picked he <laughs> okay. picked it was like a what oh god it had some stupid name but i can't remember it was a kit of metal letters that you could grill your name into a burger. <laughs> the most husband did, did gift. It, yeah. Did it have all the letters? Yeah, it was called, okay. and like duplicates. It was called like the burger brand or something like that. But the idea was that it was like, that way you can make sure that no one takes your burger off the grill. And it was okay, like, right, it was like a, makes sense. a branding iron where you could like slide letters in and out of it. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. I, I can mean, definitely imagine a husband having like one special barbecue in honor of his new toy. Yeah. You know? Sure. Where it's like, babe, we got to have some people over we, uh, Sunday. We got to have like 10 people over so I can use my new burger brand. We got to have enough people over that we would lose track of whose burger is which without this. I also just want to make it clear young husband. Young, young husband. Like this was like I figured. I figured. Right. This is like mid twenties husband. But it does show you how much getting married, regardless of age, does turn you into a husband. I mean, also the like that's love. Yeah, having your birthday party at at Dave and Buster's so that your your wife can get all of the 
cards i, I want, just i want to be that in love someday the pitch <laughs> the pitch for that look i just met this guy <laughs> We you need don't to know do him. this, right? I I love that she kept the cards at the end. Of Me this. too. It's yeah. poetic. Yeah, like, because all the other stuff is honestly trash. Like most prizes yeah. are trash. Yeah, the, nothing. I don't think I've ever gotten a, a prize at an arcade and then kept it forever. Right. No. So. I'll say like because um, a lot of there's a Dave and Buster's in Times Square. I know we've gone almost an hour without talking the ostensible focus of this episode. <laughs> no, but, it's. Uh, there's a Dave and Buster's in Times Square. Also, didn't Weiger take Dave and Buster's? Yeah. That would have been mm-hmm. my pick. I just want to say that would have been my pick. <laughs> um, there is a Dave and Buster's in Times Square, and so many auditions happen in Times Square, but also like uh, shows and shit happen around uh, mid-time or what, Midtown or whatever, that I very often, like before or after an audition, would go to Dave and Buster's, either like <laughs> amp myself up or wind down. Yeah, uh, and just be like, I'm just gonna put like ten dollars on the card and just like have a little go of it. Um, I also had like a birthday party at Dave and Buster's recently, probably my last birthday party ever. Um, but uh, I, I after this experience, when I would go to Dave and Buster's, would be like, let me just try to get one card. And I had been slowly building up my 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 little set of cards, and I would occasionally text her and be like, I got six, I got six. I love and then it. It was a very depressing moment, like four months into the pandemic like reaching through my backpack and being like oh right i still just have 10 star trek trading cards bundled in a rubber band in my backpack i cannot imagine when i'm ever gonna go to a dave and buster's again like it feels one of the last places i will go back to you know (laughs) yeah it will be the final sign that we've returned to some sense of normalcy the hallmark of it just being like everyone touching the same shit right right and also like eating and drinking (laughs) right around the things you're touching and people are drunk and like sloppy and whatever i mean all things that used to sound glorious to me a year ago and now sound terrifying Uh, but i still do have this stack of the star trek cards not a complete set but my own personal stack that i was trying to have a complete set i love that this is like an accomplishment that transcends coasts yeah and (laughs) it transcends time yeah I love that. I just want to make it clear, like, um, uh, this lady, Rachel, uh, who, you know, I consider a friend, but we worked on a film shoot together for a handful of days, right? (laughs) And then we have hung out at two different Dave and Busters at two different ends of the country. (laughs) And that's it? That's it. We text occasionally, (laughs) we check in, like, once or twice a year, just being like, just why you know I still got the cards or whatever. (laughs) But that is essentially the entirety of our relationship, and it's kind of sweet. I love that. Yeah, no, that's super I really sweet. do. Yeah. <laughs> like it's nice when you just like it's someone that you probably would you know, you would be friendly, but it's yeah. it's someone that you have one incredibly specific connection yeah. with. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like you need those people. You do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm all about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, do you have any other general mall thoughts before we, we move into today's well, I guess kind of store, but uh, and anything else that we've missed? I, well, not to. I don't think it needs to be dwelled on too quickly. But I'd mentioned in the email um, as sort of like a um, a model of how bad the mall scene is in New York City. There is a Manhattan mall that yeah. is maybe the worst mall in the United States of America. <laughs> is like 
a notorious fiasco. And it used to be Gimbel's, which was like the big competitor to Macy's that is referenced in uh, Miracle on 34th Street and Elf and all these movies. They always talk about Gimbel's. Like in Elf, they bring it back as like a pastiche thing. Um, But that, so like imagine like Macy's and it's like two blocks away from Macy's, which is like this infamous New York department store that has this sort of glitz and glamour to it and is the the size of an entire square block they essentially like took another store that size that had sort of been run down and went like what if we turn this into a mall what if we try to give manhattan its first proper mall and it it has just been like a calamity that is in (laughs) ruins and as it stands today i think um only the bottom floor the the ground level floor and the top and the second floor or the first floor, I guess, have any stores. And there used to be like 10 floors and the remaining eight floors are just offices now. They're just offices. You just see people working in their offices. They're just where people work. And there used to be like, it was never good, but there used to be like a food court. There used to be like a giant JC Penney's in the basement. Essentially now it's a subway station. Right. Yeah. Like the like the thirty-fourth Street Herald Square station has multiple exits around the Manhattan Mall because they were trying to drive people to it. And so you pretty much only go in there to get to the subway. Um <laughs> but it's just such a fascinating like ghost town calamity. And even with only two floors now, most of them are empty. Just uh, just people wow. were like, We're not interested. They're like, We know it's there, but we're just gonna keep walking. It's yeah. like in New York I New York doesn't need malls though like we've brought this up before because that mall has come up before but Mm -hmm. not because like anyone actually goes to it yeah i mean i think i went there once as a child once but yeah those purpose that malls serve like maybe the reason a mall can't like really thrive in new york is because it just doesn't need it it just doesn't need something that serves that purpose i i think that's kind of the case i also like remember as a child, the first time Kmart opened a location in uh, New York City, the amount of like protest there was around it, there was very yeah. much this New York like we don't need your fucking suburban like mm-hmm. giant stores and malls here. You know, yeah, there was this fear that it was going to ruin the entire city. Um, and now, like, you know, I feel like there, there weren't really target locations until like the last decade. Now there are a fair amount of targets in New York City, but there was a real resistance to anything that felt like it was pushing New York towards mall culture, which is probably one of the reasons I was so drawn to mall culture in like a Romeo and Juliet kind of way. Yeah, no, it's um, I, I can see why you would be drawn to that. Yeah. All right. Should we talk about AMC? Let's talk about AMC. Let's My, get into yeah. AMC. OK, why did you want to talk about AMC? <laughs> Well, I love movies. Movie going is my favorite activity in the world uh, far and away. Uh, This year has unfortunately highlighted that to a disturbing degree where it's like, oh, that's absolutely the thing I miss the most. Mm -hmm. uh, More than uh, most forms of social interaction. Um, But uh, I also feel like whenever I 
go to a mall when I'm out of town, I feel like I kind of use the movie theater as the carrot at the end of the stick or Mm -hmm. use it as the justification for other people to drive me to the mall. You know, (laughs) it gives the um, the mall trip a sense of purpose in Valencia. I believe it was a regal theater. Um, Mm. It's obviously not always an AMC, but I'm sort of combining my love of movie theaters embedded in malls with AMC probably being my favorite of the major chains. Yeah. Uh, within New yeah. York, I feel like AMC kind of runs the table. Yeah, I think AMC is is the best of all of the big ones for sure. Like, it's better than Regal. It's better than... Um, there's another one I'm forgetting. <laughs> but... Um, Cinemark. No, it's like in... Cinemark. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel mean, like AMC is like they're evolving. Yes. Yeah. That's like, the thing I love. Than any of those other ones, which is right. fun. AMC's always trying shit, which makes it feel mm-hmm. like a chain that I can talk about on a show like this because there's like an identity. If I was talking about Regal, yeah. I'd mostly just be talking about the act of going to the movies. But there's specificity to AMC and their sort of experimentation and i also feel like the aesthetic evolution of amc and their branding has only made them feel more and more mall compatible yeah definitely yeah i mean there's certainly i when i think about a lot of the malls that we tend to talk about in this podcast the, the movie theater that's there is an amc it just is like the mall movie theater in my mind it's interesting, yeah. For a long time, like, I, for many years, hadn't been to, like, an AMC regularly, like, in forever, mm-hmm. because I would go to either, like, the Grove Movie Theater or something, and then Movie Pass showed up, and then I was pretty much always going to the Grove and Americana Movie Theaters, which are Pacific theaters, mm-hmm. but then after Movie Pass went away, I got Stubbs A-list. Hell yeah. And then all of the sudden, yeah. it was like, oh my God, AMC is actually one of the top things in my life right yeah. now again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also just like I I have such a fondness for not just things like their Stubbs program, but all the pre-show ads for things like the Stubbs program. Like it just feels <sighs> like Whenever you go to a Regal theater and they're trying to sell you on Regal as a brand, you're like, you you don't know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? But AMC, yeah. I just feel like even if they're changing their mind a lot, if they're like a teenager chasing after new trends, yeah. it does feel like there's a certain pride to which they announce like A-list stubs. Yeah. <laughs> I my favorite my favorite thing to do whenever I'm with a person at the movies is when they go and a big thank you to our Stubbs A-listers and I go, oh, "That's me." <laughs> okay, so my my bit like that that I do whenever I go to an AMC with somebody is you know the pre-show thing they do. I feel like it's after the trailers before the movie proper starts. Uh-huh. Uh, it shows you that I, I haven't been to an AMC in uh, 13 months that I don't remember this verbatim anymore. Yeah. The order of, of their branding <laughs> indents in relation to all the other things they play before the movie. But yeah. there's the one where it's like the weird, they have those weird like spherical AMC robots, those red ball robots yes. with like oh, yeah. the, the coil arms and legs. And there's the one thing they play with them that is like them landing the concessions into the seat 
Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's odd. You don't know what you're watching at first. And then it's like eight tiny helicopters <laughs> flying in a soda cup. And then like a big burly bruiser version of these orb robots comes in and everyone like backs off. And then he holds out a straw and he does like some like martial arts move with it. And then he punctures the lid of the cup with the straw and everyone like backs off. And it's like, oh, now the movie can be watched. <laughs> and my bit every time is I will shush whoever I'm next to and go, shh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And act like I'm very worried that they're not going to make it, that it's not going to work. Like it's a very dangerous operation and we need to give them full quiet focus to pull it off. And then I just breathe a huge sigh of relief when, when the straw goes through the cup. I'm a, a very funny person who does not absolutely uh, irritate all of my friends. Also, because I, I go to movies very often with the same people. Like I, I you know, I go to movies with different people, but I, I certainly have some core movie going friends. There are people who have heard me do that 100 times. <laughs> I like the evolution of like probably first time you did it. They're like very funny. Second yeah. time they're like, are you going to do this every time? Third time they're like, please stop. And then it yeah. becomes funny again. I right. like probably this like And I don't evolution. go as big with it every time. But right. like it's so exciting to me when I get to go to a movie with someone for the first time. And I'm like, it's really going to kill tonight. I, I do love jokes like that too. One thing I do like that has nothing to do with movie mm -hmm. theaters. But um, I love when I'm driving somewhere with someone where it would absolutely not make sense for us to have driven separately at all. Like we're driving six hours away. I yep. go... And we get in the carpool lane. I go, I'm so glad we carpooled to this. It always bombs. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. stop doing it. Yeah. I'm all about uh, jokes like that. It's yeah. just so, so silly. I, I do miss that pre-movie thing. I was watching today on the uh, Wikipedia page for AMC. Yeah. They had like one of their old intros and mm -hmm. the music was playing. And I was like, oh my God, I, I forgot that theaters have this. Yeah. Where they yeah. introduce like... Just so you know, you're at this theater in case you yeah. forgot when you, when you walked in. Yeah. It's, Wouldn't it's like it. the dream be to be uh, like one of the extras and one of the pre oh. pre movie things? Like the, you know, there's the, the guy who drops his popcorn. I was going to say, there's the guy like, who doesn't drop his popcorn. It like explodes oh, because yeah, he's yeah, so shocked <laughs> about what's happening on screen. And With I feel woman, like, uh, oh, no, what were you going to say, Paige? The woman whose phone rings during the opera. Yes. Um, <laughs> the weirdest part of that one, because that one isn't AMC specific. The Vista used to do that one too. I've seen that at Edwards. I've seen it like everywhere. Uh, that one's everywhere, but it's always like a slightly different version. Um, <laughs> I was it's also say. really funny that they still play it because the phones are so clearly fake. Like right. it's plastic. Well, some of those like turn off your cell phone things are less chain dependent and more mm -hmm. like branded partnership things. Whereas like yeah. singular you know made their own this is i do i do a silly uh, uh live stream show uh weekly called the george lucas talk show uh where connor ratliff who's one of the funniest people on the planet plays george lucas and i play Watto from the phantom menace and we interview people uh, as themselves um and uh we had rob hubel on the show and rob hubel's done a lot of cool stuff but like the thing i wanted to ask him about the most and we probably spent 30 minutes on do either of you remember inconsiderate cell phone man Hmm. I'm not sure. 
Inconsiderate Cell Phone Man was absolutely the Citizen Kane of turn off your cell phone pre-movie <laughs> ads. And it was for singular, and it was he was a character who answered his cell phone at the worst times. And it was like him in front of a green screen, and it would just be like, oh, now he's in a hospital. And it would just be like sentence fragments of the, the most annoying thing a person could say at the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, but yes, I, like I, stuff like that. Like I would love to be inconsiderate self a man where it's like you have a character. You know, yes. you're going to be wedged yeah. in people's brains. Um, the guy, the boyfriend uh, uh, whose popcorn is exploding because of the, the magic of the movies happening before him. I feel like on film Twitter he has become like a real meme for the last year of yeah. like feel like shit just want him back you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. just the ultimate like more than missing the movies I miss seeing that guy before I see a movie and I won't feel yeah. complete until that happens again and he's oh, yeah. very much an AMC guy he's yeah. AMC oh, yeah. exclusive he's, yeah he's their guy yeah <laughs> He's their star. I, I miss. I. It's like I think AMC. Okay, is is it AMC or I think it maybe is maybe the one. Never mind. I think I'm thinking of Pacific Theaters, the one where it's like, I mean, they all have some imagery of film strips because uh-huh. movie theaters love film strips in some kind of different Even setting. Al- almost no movie theaters project <laughs> film anymore. Film stri- right. But there's one where it's like a roller coaster. Or Regal. Like the film. This is Regal. Regal. Yeah. That, Regal. Yes. Yeah. That's. I, I mean, look. I think I've retired that <laughs> bit just because they've kept that one in rotation for too long (laughs) yeah but i used to definitely play along with the ride (laughs) um what else feels amc specific to you that you like about amc yeah they had a weird period where i feel like their branding thing was they were really trying to play up like genres like they were trying to be like what kind of movie fan are you and yeah. they had the little, like, the orbs, rather than being the robot orbs, it was like they were trying to turn the orbs into, like, their minions or something. So <laughs> sure. they were, like, the little red AMC balls, and then they would get, like, a little bit of, little bit of uh, I don't know, uh, flavor to them. And so they would do these, like, ads where it was, like, uh, the turn off your cell phone ad would be themed around horror movies, and now the the little orb would have like a jason mask and a chainsaw they would just like combine every horror trope or he'd be like a rom-com boyfriend and he would like run in the rain to like (laughs) you know i i just felt like it was very odd that it felt like they were trying to make the orbs into characters um (laughs) and i feel like they've had this gradual evolution into this like the sleekness of the red and the black yeah you know and making it feel a little modern Regal, like right before the pandemic, sort of did a similar rebranding where now their newest theaters or their most updated theaters look like Tron Legacy. But I think it's way too much. Yeah. And yeah. like what I like about like the the AMC that I have as my virtual background right now is this is a concession stand of like my favorite. I think this is my favorite theater, although maybe it's just they all look this similar. But it's like the concession stand island in the middle of it. Right. Yeah. And I like that, like, everything surrounding it is still very much this theater was built in the 1990s, right? Like, it's all, like, cream-colored, and it has, like, a mural up at the top of the ceiling of, like, the magic of the movies. The one near me has a mural that's very much, like, our greatest movie stars. But yes. it's, it's <laughs> absolutely a snapshot of the year 2000. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, the one of the Westfield Century City, for sure. Yeah, and, like, some of the... um 
uh yes yes i love that i love that location because they have it too and it's it's like it from the exact same era part of what i find so fascinating there is trying to figure out like which movie is that you know yeah like it's like okay so benicio del toro made the mural because i guess this was right after he won the oscar for traffic and people thought he was going to be a leading man but that's (laughs) definitely not traffic on the mural you know like is this like yeah. what's, that, what's that movie called excess baggage with alicia silverstone you know you're like oh, is no. this him from that um but i feel like yes amc's still will have the vestiges of those which i love combined yeah. with the sort of like futurism of like the concession stands or the box office or whatever it is um i think amc was sort of the first major chain to really start upgrading with like the leather recliners yeah do you like the recliners love them i love the recliners so much like now the thought of having my body at like two 90 degree angles yeah yes (laughs) disgusting insane you can't treat your body that way right Right. i mean the only thing what's the third your legs bend Ugh. Oh yeah, no, that's okay. I was thinking you're like, gonna go straight like straight out waist. Yeah. Sure. No, I was thinking waist to like legs. That's right. one. Right. Knees. That's two. Yeah. But well, I arm, guess arms. To, arms, arms, arms. Arms are arms. Listen, arms. you're just either way. You're trying to get as flat as possible <laughs> flat yeah, for as the possible. movie. Yeah. No, that's like it was the only thing that used to bug me about going to the theaters. Was like, I would love to be lying down right now. Yeah. <laughs> and well, AMC solved that. It's the the issue of people putting their feet on your seat. Yes. Yes. Which I just feel like it's like I always felt like yeah I get it. We all want to put our feet on the seat, and in an ideal world, no one's in front of us. But (laughs) it just was always such like a thing where you were trying so hard to make sure no one was in front of you so you could put your feet up. You know, and it's also like it's even if you don't want to like lay all the way down because like I don't always, but it it gives you room to like sit sort of back and like pull your legs up to like sit cross-legged or something yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. sometimes your body just wants to like do that yeah That's, that is a great point page i had almost forgotten this because of how good a job amc has done converting theaters to the recliners but yeah. i was absolutely such a disgusting uh, uh <laughs> feet on the back of the chair in front of me person where i would almost like pick show times and sit at parts of the theater that were less occupied so that i had the freedom to do that for sure for for a five six person i very much act like someone who has limbs that are too long (laughs) i mean yeah (laughs) yeah i I mean i'm five three my boyfriend is also not very tall and we're like let's get a king size bed we're gonna gonna stretch i need to stretch it i need to recline my my seat on the airplane all the way back i I just can't I mean, maybe it's the smaller you are, the antsier you are. I feel I'm like I'm antsy. just like, I want to move around. Yeah, yeah, I'm very antsy. Um, but yes, no, I feel like AMC has in my mind shifted to almost being like a little bit of a luxury brand because they did that conversion first. And yeah. I think they did it best. Um, in some theaters, I feel like they were doing it like one screen at a time. And then there were a couple theaters in New York where they just like took them off the grid for six months and they came back and they were just extraordinary. And there would be that buzz in like New York City when I would make plans for movies with people and they'd be like, this is going to sound crazy because I know neither of us live in this neighborhood, but, and I'd be like, I know what you're going to say, Third Avenue 11th. And they'd be like, yeah, right. And I'd be like, absolutely. We have to go. We have to go. Because sometimes I... If someone's not a real moviegoer, it might sound absurd to suggest it. Should we go out of the way because this theater 
lets you lie down. But if you but know, you're be you know. there for two, three hours. Yeah, like, I you want to be comfortable. Like, Treat so yourself. Burbank has three AMCs within like a block radius. Yes, notorious. So yes. With that, it's like I had become so obsessed with booking the recliners mm-hmm. that I would like absolutely <laughs> schedule my my day around the showings that had recliners. Like yeah. I'd be like, yeah. oh shit, I did really want to go to the 1 p.m. That works much better with my day. Yeah. But that one is in a non-recliner theater. So we are actually going to have to go with the eight an hour and a half later yeah. <laughs> Like see I, what happens. I live in a, a weird, uncool neighborhood in, in New York City. And I feel like my local AMC theater would be harder to convince people to meet me at if I were not able to say with confidence, <laughs> it's all rec- recliner screens. Yeah. Like, it's one of those yeah. where I, I guarantee you we're not going to draw the short straw. Like, even the <laughs> big theater for the fucking opening night oh. Marvel movies is yeah. all recliners. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they also have... I so. AMC claims a lot of like firsts. They say they were the first to do the cup holder armrests, cool. which hell yeah. And Love then the it. other thing is they they are in my at least in my memory, I think they're the only people who have the like love seat seats where yeah. it's the two seater, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. always awkward if you're by yourself, but I love to stretch out though (laughs) i love to get extra comfortable put all my snacks on the seat next to me assuming no one comes in and sits next to me (laughs) right i put my backpack on the seat next to me i definitely want to take up some real estate like yeah i love going to movies with people but i also love going alone they're different experiences they have different rituals um Yeah, I do. I I feel like that love seat thing is correct. I just remember it was in New York. It was, I want to say, United Artists and Lowe's were the two big chains. Maybe Sony had theaters at that point in time. Uh, yeah, because there was thank you for coming to Sony. The, I'm trying <laughs> to remember all the like pre-show uh, advertisements. But then like Regal bought United Artists and AMC bought lows but before that there was just the one solitary amc location in new york city which opened i believe in 2000 it felt like here we are we're in the future it's the fucking year 2000 because i remember them announcing it in 98 and being like 2000 that's so far away but it was the Times square 25 the amc 25 and they were like this thing is fucking seven stories it has 25 screens and i would just like sit around and be like what are they even gonna put on those screens 25 <laughs> how do they fill that but so i just remember it felt like a gauntlet thrown down for a city that didn't have amcs right it wasn't one of yeah. their regions to just suddenly have this big sign like you know on top of like the construction scaffolding that was the big amc circle i think at that point they maybe had a mascot who was like a film strip or a ticket and his name was Clip. I read about it go. earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just remember him next to the big red letters and being like, I don't even know this chain, but they are getting ready to big dog everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, they really so, have taken over. I feel like they're yeah. in all the big spots. In, yeah. In and like, are they now, are they the only chain that has Dolby like the special Dolby <sighs> screens? I think I don't know. so. I think that's theirs. The Dolby is so, so fucking good. nice. Yeah. Like, it's so good. It feels like an event. Yeah. Like, I saw, like, one movie I saw there that I legitimately don't think I would have enjoyed at all on a normal screen was 
Alita battle angel. Oh, oh yeah. No, I remember when he's but Emily, I have bad news for you. That movie rips. <laughs> you not, might have been getting a little bit of a Dolby bump, but that movie rips. It's not my thing, but it was I enjoyed myself because mm-hmm. the Dolby, and I think it was like 3D Dolby. Yeah. It was so fucking good yeah. that like I was like I've never seen 3D like this. Yeah. Where like it didn't come out at you. It was like you were looking into a, a room. <laughs> like you were looking into like this room with like depth in it. It uh, yeah. was cool. I'm a big 3D defender. I feel mm. like 3D got done dirty uh, <laughs> in, in its sort of like rise and fall fad phase. Uh, but part of it was that like you had a lot of movies that didn't deserve to be in 3D where they kind of did like a really crappy right. last second conversion. And also that a lot of theaters just weren't projecting shit properly mm, yeah like uh, 3d is really reliant on brightness and a lot of theaters like cheap out and don't want to change their bulbs so they like keep the bulbs on a dimmer level and then it fucks with the 3d and the other element of that is that they like would be too lazy to change the settings when a non-3d movie played in that screen uh-huh. so it would just make everything darker <sighs> Um, but the, the Dolby screens, it's like, if there's a 3D movie I want to see and it's playing in a Dolby screen, I will always splurge. I will make the extra jump because I there's, mean, the thing with A-List that's so great is yeah, that it doesn't even need to splurge. the other fucking thing. Thank you, Emily. <laughs> you want to talk about why I feel a real sense of affection for AMC as a chain, right? Yeah. <laughs> movie Pass Fever took over New York City. Everyone was all up in it. I'm a guy who would go to fucking two, three movies a week, probably, right? And so people would be like, well, now I have movie pass. So now I'll actually like go to movies with you. Like everyone was acting like movie pass was this <laughs> revelation. I'm finally going to go to movies. Right. I had for the years before that um, Costco, uh, another chain I love, um, would sell. I think they still do, but uh, no longer really necessary um, voucher packs where it would be like uh, $40 for like five or six tickets. For a chain that you could just hand in at the box office and go see whatever you wanted. Right. Um, So I would go do that. And then everyone was telling me to sign up for Movie Pass. And I was just like, the stipulations around Movie Pass do not work with my movie going habits. I don't like that you can't see something twice. Mm -hmm. Because I love to double dip if I'm into a movie. Yeah. I, I don't like that you, like, there's the time limit. You can only see like one thing every 24 hours because I'll often make a day of seeing like two or three things in a row if I need to catch up. Um, But also like you're fucked on 3D, you know, like things where you have to like reserve seats. You can't get tickets far in advance if it's a movie that you want to see opening night, all that shit. And then when AMC Stubbs A-List started and I feel like they started right before MoviePass died. Like, yeah, I, which I think that they've been around like longer than that, but I feel like it like it says that they started in 2011 the program, but I think it changed. Well, yes, there was yeah. AMC Stubbs which was just their like member rewards, you get yeah. points, right? And then A-list was their movie pass equivalent of mm. you pay this much a month, you can see however many movies you want to. And yes. I mean, we don't abide by movie pass slander on this podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying it just did not work. It was not compatible with my we, lifestyle. I mean, we're but aware that it I, burned too bright. We're very yes, aware sure. of that. Yeah. It, it could only be short lived, but like 
forever grateful that it introduced like the subscription well, model yeah. so yeah. that AMC then did I don't think they would have done it otherwise no it does no. look like it was right around that time like 2018 so yeah. it, right. I mean it was for sure direct response to movie yeah, absolutely and this so is the like, other that's thing that's amazing right yeah. they felt the need- list is great they felt the need to compete with MoviePass because MoviePass was gaining traction. By the time they launched, MoviePass was about to die. Mm-hmm. But as a result, AMC over-delivers on yeah. their membership program because they <laughs> needed to have a competitive advantage. So they're like, yeah. any movie works for A-list with no premium charge. Fucking IMAX, Dolby, 3D, anything. Doesn't matter. You can use it to reserve tickets. Uh-huh. You can reserve multiple tickets. You can get other people discounts That's when you buy. huge. Yeah. But also that you can just be like, depending on what tier you're at, like, I want to go see this movie with my friend opening night. They asked me to get them a ticket. I have this membership thing. With MoviePass, you're fucked, right? Yeah. yeah. But with this, you can be like, I'll get my free ticket. And at the same time, I can book a ticket at a slight discount for another yeah. person or for however many other people. Yeah. Yeah, MoviePass required a lot of coordinating. And, it, so, and luck, too. Yes, like, yeah. right. And there's none of that. Like, AMC just threw their doors open and was like, I guess we gotta just, like, stomp them out of business by offering everything they can't. Yeah. I mean, it's really, like, the Dolby and IMAX, because those are, like, $30 tickets. Yeah. And, like, you you are allowed to see, like, 12 of those in a month yeah. if you so chose. <laughs> right. Um, my favorite thing about the Dolby at the the Burbank is that so there's like when as you're walking into the Dolby, it's a cool, like unique sort of entrance into that theater where it's this like curved hallway. Yep. Mm-hmm. And on the curve, they always have like this like projection with some noises yeah. f- like for that movie, which like is playing. Yeah. 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 And the pet pet cemetery was playing in the Dolby one at first. Mm-hmm. And it was like this like you know, creepy, like, the woods and going, like, whoosh. (laughs) And um, they... I wish so badly. I've been trying to remember what the next movie after Pet Cemetery was, but it was a completely different tone. Yeah. <laughs> but they forgot to take away the Pet Cemetery one yeah. for like I, weeks. I so love it was that. just like I really wish I could remember what it was, but it was like a fun, it was like a comedy or something. And um or like a romance. It was just something totally different, but you're just walking through and it's just like whoosh. scary (laughs) that's so good (laughs) i do like amc i feel like it's the most um i feel like it is the most like to do like it makes me feel like yeah when i ascend those escalators at the amc and burbank the Mm -hmm. one that's like on the um what's the one i'm thinking of the 16 the 16 that's the one that makes me feel like Oh, this is like I'm going, I'm ascending into a space where I will see I, Tanya, and <laughs> I will they, never be the same. <laughs> they make the movies feel a little bit more like an event than the yeah. other chains. Totally. And and certainly so if you're if you're going premium, if you're going Dolby, if you're going IMAX, they're gonna yeah. roll out the red carpet. They're gonna usher you yeah. in with satin gloves. But even just for like a you know, an afternoon matinee on their smallest screen, there is a you know, here's the thing. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's ironic that their biggest competitor named themselves Regal because (laughs) AMC makes me feel like royalty. (laughs) I feel like a king. 
when I'm at an AMC theater. <laughs> AMC doesn't need to say it. Yeah, they're, 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 they're like, no. well, they're not calling themselves regal. They're saying you, yeah. my good sir, yeah. are royalty. <laughs> And we, we are we are but your humble servant. Yeah, we are we are, the, we are but the your service. Yeah. American multi cinema. Right. AMC. Please let our red <laughs> robot orbs place your straw in your soda cup. Oh, um, here's another AMC thing. I feel like AMC has the we're the first adopters, but also have the greatest saturation across locations of the freestyle soda machines. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Definitely I think the first place I ever saw one of those. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh and it's red like those orbs. It's yeah. uh it's, it matches perfect. Yeah. <laughs> what's um what's your go to like concession order? Yeah. Um I I mean look, I can certainly pig out, right? Like if mm-hmm. I'm if I'm really letting myself go loose, I will get a popcorn and a soda and then either bunch of crunch, Reese's pieces, or I said either, but raisinets. Those are my three candies mm-hmm. on rotation. Um, yeah. uh, sometimes I might go for only one of the two. Also, in in the name of the environment, as I become more and more of a reusable bottle person, I, I become aware of which theaters have freestyle machines that are regularly unlocked and not monitored. Hell yeah. So I can also just kind of like fill out there. But my freestyle go to is raspberry ginger ale. Ooh. Okay. That sounds good. But then for just a little kick of caffeine, I put lime mellow yellow. Oh my God. Ooh. And it's good. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Do you ever get food? Oh, no, oh, yeah. Paige, what's your drink? I was just going to say what I like to do at the freestyle machine is um, half orange soda, half either Sprite, just regular, or half Sprite with like a flavor in it if it feels like it'll go well with the orange. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like they marry very well where like the orange becomes a little less like pow orange. Yes. You know, it's 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 almost like a mixed drink. <laughs> I That sounds yeah. lovely. Yeah. Um, I definitely have fucked around with, with more like AMC food. Cause I feel like when, when Regal and some of the chains started offering like, Oh, we're going to have like food in the early two thousands. It seemed really exciting. And then you go there and they'd be like, we're out, we're out. We yeah. don't make that <laughs> very quickly. None of it became appealing or it was just clear. Like it's going to take 20 minutes and it's going to suck. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like AMC has really stepped up their game substantially, has been trying more stuff at a better uh, uh, consistency. Um, uh, I mean, on like, you know, the classics, I, I, I certainly will sometimes go for um, the pretzel bites. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like now I want to look at AMC's website and their menu. There's one. I think they have good food because they have I, love I good food there. They also do have dine-in locations, right? They have like the fancier. They okay. have a few. Yes. Yeah, like I want to talk about this. I want to yes. talk about this because <laughs> like, I. I th- yeah. <laughs> no, go, go ahead. No, no. Talk what were you going to say, Emily? Oh, just that. Like, I think like they're. I think they've nailed like good concession food because it's trash. Yes. But it's yes. good trash. I don't yes. like when movie theaters are trying to be like fancy, but it's like, yeah, yeah, these chicken tenders taste like chicken tenders. That's a fun movie meal. Uh, or look. when they when they start making those the the spicy mini chicken tacos, uh-huh. which if they still have. Have you tried those? Yep. 
They're good. I love those Yes, things. they are. Yes, They're they delicious. are. delicious. Yes, they are. I'm also looking here. The item I was trying to remember, mac and cheese bites are good there. Ooh, um, I haven't had those. But I do think they have far and away the best movie theater uh, chicken tenders. And I'm someone, I say this as someone who is podcasting with a plate of chicken nuggets right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a chicken tender podcast. I'm we love chicken, chicken nuggets. Tenders. We love chicken tenders. Yeah, my, probably my favorite food. Yeah. Um, I also feel like they have now the the, the stone fired flatbread pizza. And I when that don't came like around, the flatbreads. Well, I was gonna say when they announced it, I was like, "Don't get too fucking fancy on me, AMC. <laughs> yeah. Don't overreach." That's but- one of my less liked things I've had there. I think it's it's. Despite the pretentiousness of the framing, I do <laughs> like it. And I feel like in the past when I'd gotten movie theater pizza, it was very much like hockey rink bowling alley. Yeah. Like yeah. just like a puck pizza, like too <laughs> doughy. Every ingredient tastes fake. I think the flatbread is a better form factor to just sort of reduce it to mm-hmm. like it's kind of like crackers. It's like pizza crackers i don't get it often but i do think it's um better i also like now that they have like the like the flavored pretzel bites yeah parmesan garlic cinnamon sugar i can't remember if i've tried those but i've thought about it for sure and then they have those like chicken sliders which i always meant to try and then didn't get a chance before everything shut down yeah it's 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 a shame too (sighs) because it's like have either of you gotten uh the vaccine yet no. Yeah. Okay. Great. I feel very <laughs> safe. Uh, I feel like I'm the only one who doesn't have it uh, yeah, in no. most conversations these days. But I was talking uh, on my podcast about how it's just like my my greatest fantasy is just to get that fucking second shot so I can go to movies by myself yeah. again. Yeah. But, like, and it's like I I very much have been living uh, a a very. Uh, very uh, cloistered nomadic life. I do less than almost anyone I know in the pandemic. I'm terrified of it. And I still feel like post-vaccination, I'm only going to open myself up to the types of things that other people were doing month three of the the pandemic (laughs) with a lot of bumpers on, right? Yeah, yeah. And I I was talking with my co-host David about this and I was just like, the thing I think I won't be able to cross is the eating during the movie. Like, I feel Uh, like going to a movie by myself, knowing that they still are, like, you know, capping the capacity of the theaters, that I can, like, buy a seat further away from other people, keep a mask on the entire time, I will feel a great sense of comfort from that. But I do... I do kind of look forward to the moment where I can really take advantage of of the AMC again. You know? Like, I feel... Their menu. I feel like maybe I, I... my inclination is already to try to really take advantage of off-peak hours because of my fear of other people uh, yeah. yep. after this year. Um, but but I feel like that will be the jackpot for me if it's like, oh, fuck, the movie's starting and no one else is here. I might go get some chicken sliders, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know? <laughs> I mean, eating during a movie is just one of the most fun things I, I a agree. person can do. Like, I agree. It just, I mean, I love going in the movies but then when you get to like snack and especially like i've been missing because obviously we're all sad and what used to be my sad activity is if i was feeling really sad is like literally what i would do would just be in like make myself like a double feature i would be like okay i'm driving to burbank i'm gonna see two movies so now it's like oh 
Well, I'm yep. sad because of the pandemic, but because of the pandemic, I can't go do my sad activity. It, it's also, yes, it's very much like movie theaters were far and away my healthiest and most effective coping mechanism for, for anything. For sure, yeah. And same. beyond that, they they really feel like a reset button for me. I'm someone who is so uh, neurotic and lives in my head far too much, uh, even like in social settings um but uh, but more so when i'm alone trapped in an apartment for a year not seeing anybody and there's something about just like going to a fucking amc sitting back and just handing myself mm-hmm. over to the movie and it's like great i just like took a little vacation from my brain you yeah. know yeah. i was thinking but only about the goddamn <laughs> exactly. movie I, I dropped all my issues at the door. I and love that exactly moment. what it is. When it, I also feel like for me, I very much identify with what you're saying. I also feel like I love the moment where you don't even realize you've like slipped in yeah. where you're just thinking about the movie. It's always yeah. like, you know, a few minutes in because obviously yeah. when it first starts, you're still thinking about other shit. Mm-hmm. And then it just it's almost like when they when they knock you out for like a surgery. It's like, <laughs> all right, count back from 10 and then you don't even remember, you know. <laughs> Do you ever I mean, I, oh God, I have a lot of things now to say that we've gotten <laughs> into this quarter of conversation. <laughs> but do you ever have the thing? Because I very much, I mean, you were you were talking about like certain strategies you apply to when you see what movies where. But I also certainly feel like with certain movies, I'm like, I want to see that in a theater that's pretty empty versus other films where I'm like, I'd totally. like to see that with a crowd. Yeah, I want to yeah. see that opening weekend at a primetime showing versus like, I'm ready to wait for that one and have more yeah. of a like church like experience with it. Certain and, and comedies you want to see with people, like yeah. a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, right. And even just in terms of like quality of like which chains have better projection which location all that screen size all this sort of stuff i tend to factor into stuff but like if i'm having like a tough day if i'm feeling depressed or anxious or both or whatever and i'm like i need to see a movie to cut this right i need i need to cut this Mm -hmm. and get back to to even sometimes i'll put a lot on a movie yeah and just be like could this movie reset me i'm i'm yeah. in a real rough state right now right like i'm maybe even like white knuckling my myself away from a full fledged panic attack and i'm hoping this movie can can rescue me and there's nothing more satisfying than when it works when you're like yeah. yep yeah. saved save yes. by the movies motherfucker uh-huh. but i i i get so upset when i miscalculate when it's like yeah. the movie doesn't do it for me or I just put too much on the movie or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, now I still don't feel great. And I also feel bummed out because I didn't give the movie a fair shake. I shouldn't yeah. have seen it when I was feeling this shaky, you know? Yeah. It's not yeah. the movie's fault necessarily. Yeah. That's my, I think one of my favorite, like, I love my sad movies to be like a shitty thriller or like yes. something like that. Because it, it can't be... Um, like a slow like slice of life type thing like um Gloria Bell I really oh, liked a lot love but that it, movie. yeah it wasn't it didn't do that for me you know yeah mm-hmm. but, but I will something say- like Greta sure does because Great you're call. just like oh she's locked in a room right it is <laughs> a thing <laughs> it is a thing i love about the movies though is that sometimes they surprise you like sometimes i'm like fuck i'll do a double feature with this thing i don't think i'm in the mood for it i just feel some sense of obligation to cross it off my list and then it does grab me in that kind of way versus sometimes yeah. you're like this is exactly the kind of mindless shit i need to see and it ends up being like i need something a little bit more 
substantiative. It doesn't need mm-hmm. to be highbrow, but I need yeah. you to be a little bit more ambitious <laughs> in, in your trash, you know? Um, I also I, do like sometimes though when you're sad and you go see a sad movie yeah. and it like feels almost validating yeah. of your uh-huh. sadness. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I Sometimes I want to wallow. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I do find though, just like in general, I always used to do this test where I was like, man, I've been feeling like really depressed or really anxious. And then I'll like stop and go, how many days has it been since you went to a theater? (laughs) And almost always it's like, oh, somehow it's now been more than a week, right? It's been over 10. You you lost track, right? You weren't (laughs) staying, like it's like going to the gym for me, you know, where it's like you got off schedule. Yeah. And then I'll go to the theater and just be like, yeah, no, that worked. That was the problem. That was the problem. It's like it's like not having slept in three nights, you know? <laughs> and so I, I very much like I knew that was a thing with me. Uh, and AMC being the, you know, I feel like most of my life lived or most of my adult life lived closer to AMC locations. The AMC is that association for me. I was very aware of that. But like this last year was just a really, really stark reminder of like how much I have built up my life around that activity. I think think we all have a thing like that for sure. Yeah, Yeah, it's impossible to recreate at home. Right, right. Like literally the whole reason you can go to the movie theater, you're completely engrossed, you're checked out of your own brain for two hours is because this entire room, it's like the point of the room is that the room doesn't exist, you don't exist. Yeah. It's just this giant thing happening. It's the only thing happening. And you can't, use your phone and stuff because yeah. of society like you literally yep. can't but like at home like you're in probably the space where like your problems are especially this last year yes <laughs> the problem is that i can't leave phone. this space yeah yeah <laughs> like you're, i'm always just like like during the movies i'm almost never itching like for my phone no but, like Trying to watch a movie without looking at my phone Impossible. now, yeah. it's like my hand, aside from even my brain, it's right. like thing from the Adams family. It's right. just like tap dancing over to my phone. And like, I just, just like, I just want to look at Instagram so bad. Right, right. And it's like, I just, um, I can't stop thinking about how I should do my laundry, how I should clean up the room, like any of the the other things I can't fully give myself over to it and like we just did we do like a a silly award show thing end of the year on blank check um where we pick our like our nominees in each category and i had like such a crisis about it because it was far and away the the fewest new release movies i've seen in a year and i feel like a lot of people the flip side of the three of us people who are correct (laughs) we're like I've never seen more movies I'm so happy that all these things just go online I can rent them on iTunes and I just feel so depressed every time a movie that I was looking forward to seeing in theaters goes online that I've avoided watching so many of them like Mm -hmm. things I know I would like because I'm just like it's just such a reminder of what I've lost to have to watch Minari at home it's yep. real like insult to injury to have to pay $20 for these yeah. movies uh-huh. to watch at home when it would have been a, f- a free like A-list right. movie. Yes. Right. Yes. And then there's like, also just the temptation of any movie that would have been 
a little more demanding of you, right? Like of your mm-hmm. attention, of your focus, which is a thing I like about movies more than television, even as people talk about peak television, TV still as good as movies. I do think TV tends to hand stuff to you a little more, even with complex narratives uh-huh. than movies, which are usually historically based on the idea that you're going to be in a dark room where the screen is <laughs> right. huge and you're not looking at your phone and you're able to yeah. focus more intently. Um, yeah. I just feel like I can't lock in the same way at home. And there's that temptation of just like, I can hit back on my browser and just watch something I've watched five times. Yes. You know? Like, it was so weird. Like, so I... I know it's super divisive. I really liked Promising Young Woman. I like Promising um, Young Woman. Yeah. I remembered, like, when I was renting it, I was, like, having flashbacks to, like, seeing the trailer in theaters. It was supposed to come out end of March. Yeah, and I was like, this is bizarre. Like, this is so weird. And then, like, afterwards, I was like, oh, I would have loved to, like, see that ending in a theater with other people you know like Like, but it was it was just weird one of my favorite like last couple months of movie going before the pandemic memories is i went with a couple of my best friends to go see uncut gems and i had seen uncut gems already and being able to watch an audience watch uncut gems where (laughs) i knew it was going you know yeah yeah and being able to chart it and especially the ending of that movie where it like really kind of lulls you into an odd sense of false security <laughs> and then does something very shocking. Uh, I, I just, when I knew the ending was coming, I truly just turned fully around, <laughs> didn't look at the screen and just watched everyone else watching it, you know? Like yeah. it was one of those TV ads for paranormal activity where they're like, people are screaming. Look, we put night vision cameras in the theater. Like I, I miss all of that shit. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and people complain about like, well, I don't know, my, like my TV screen's so big, it's the same difference. It's like, it's no, not the, it's not it's the fucking not. same difference. And I've had people on Twitter try to explain to me like, well, mathematically, if you look at your field of vision, if you're this close to a screen, this, <laughs> no. this, shut the like, fuck up. It's fundamentally not the same difference. Also, <laughs> the <laughs> proof against that is that like, so the Los Feliz 3 yeah. um, has their tiny, all of the screens are pretty small, mm-hmm. but their tiniest screen screen is literally the size of most people's TVs these days. <laughs> it is so small and so hard to see and that still feels better to me than mm-hmm. watching something on a on an equal size screen because it's the experience. It's yeah. the activity of it. It's it's the activity, it's the focus, it's the attention and it's also it's the weird communal aspect of it. There's something about mm-hmm. sharing this thing that is bizarrely intimate in certain ways psychologically with strangers, whether you're going to the movie by yourself or with friends. You're still surrounded by strangers. And if you're not, if you're alone in a theater, then that's its own psychological experience. You yeah. know, I saw the lighthouse. I saw like it was like after a mic. I was like already in. um Burbank so I just mm-hmm. like okay I guess I'll go see the lighthouse it was like a 1020 showing in yeah. one of their biggest theaters mm-hmm. I was the only person in the theater and yeah. it was very cold in there and <laughs> yeah. I was like this 
feels like a 4D experience. Because they were air conditioning it for a full theater of people. (laughs) I was like freezing. And the parts that in a full theater, I don't think would have actually like made me feel like scared felt scary because I was just alone in this giant fucking room at midnight. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, that was a totally different experience because of like the setting. (laughs) Did either of you see um, what's it called? It comes at night. Mm-hmm. I did not. Which was like a highbrow A twenty four. I saw that at the low three. I didn't. It's, I didn't I, care for it. Sure. <laughs> um, I saw that movie uh, like middle of summer, right? Like a hot July evening. Uh, and I saw it at the AMC twenty five, and it was I think on the twenty fifth screen like that's the one thing with that theater is you always when you buy your ticket you're like i hope i see a single digit number because it just (laughs) it takes 25 minutes to get up to the top screen right (laughs) and also like by and large the screens get shittier the further up you go Mm -hmm. so i think it was on the 25th screen which is like a shoebox or whatever and it was a movie where i already knew it was one of these things where like a 24 had like sold a movie like it was a horror movie and then people were angry because they Mm -hmm. were like this is about people being sad Uh, so i like knew i was seeing it with an audience that might revolt against it right but the air conditioning was broken on that screen and so it was just like a sweat box it was humid which that movie is like people trapped in like a cabin in the woods during like a a sort of like pandemic right and they had to keep the door open so there was any air coming through so you'd also hear like sudden scattered noises from people walking out of other movies and it was like incredible because it was like 4dx like it was like environmentally the theater had matched the movie which i feel like the lighthouse is so much a movie about isolation right that like that probably helps um as well totally but yeah no that's like such a that feeling um emily of like doing a mic or like doing a bar show and either like bombing or just being like this was not worth my time to do and then walking out and being like, could I make a 1030 lighthouse by myself? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, I love doing that. With me, it's the subway race. I guess with you folks, it would be like the car. Like, could I get there in time? But that sort of thing of like. And then get out of right. the right spot in the parking right. garage to right. play. Yeah. With the subway, it's just a crapshoot, especially if you're at later yeah. hours where you're like, it might not come. But you're like, but I could get lucky and I could get there just in time. And it's like the last showing of the night. And I yeah. really don't want to end my night by drinking with these comedians. <laughs> yeah, I used, I definitely am remembering now. I I feel like before I before, way before AMC stubs, way before whatever. I, when I used to work in Burbank, I actually would go to the AMC there because I would kill time after work before mics. And I I remember seeing Ghostbusters there, but I think it was mm. actually like after a mic or something, and just. You know when you just cry in a movie, but you're oh, like, yeah. I'm not sure if it's about the movie. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> crying, and this yeah. facilitated it for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I, I think I, 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 yes, I had a couple of those too. I, I weirdly, I feel like I cry more sometimes watching movies at home 
but I certainly prefer going to see movies in theaters. But but early in the pandemic, I feel like there were certain middle tier movies that I never even bothered to see in theaters that I would text uh, David, my co-host, about the next morning and be like, I watched this at four o'clock in the morning when I couldn't sleep because I'm like all consumed with dread about this global pandemic. And I cried six times. Why did you tell that movie? Why did you tell me that movie was only a six out of ten? Like, like I just I fucking lost it watching like Instant Family. <laughs> and um uh uh well now i'm realizing the title is weirdly similar but the the florence Pugh wwe movie fighting with my family yeah i think uh, i cried during that yeah, i love that like film destroyed me <laughs> we, i think yeah Paige and i saw that together at an amc should have seen I, that as i said before i still am not sure if i like the movie or if i just really like that the character's name was Paige. yeah i'm not sure no i definitely I cried at that one because you're just like yeah. she did it she did it she I'll- did it oh my god she did it. <laughs> i will at least get choked up at pretty much any they did it movie yeah, yeah. totally <laughs> right like i mean oh. i d- d- we bought a zoo is like the ultimate example of this where i'm like this is this is dumb right and at the end i'm like these fuckers bought a zoo they did <laughs> that's how um no I, like what i said about how like gloria bell wasn't distracting enough for yeah, me yeah until then the very end the dance when they're just playing gloria and yeah. she's dancing to and it like, and i started sobbing <laughs> son of a bitch she did it gloria did it <laughs> and then i was like i was alone and i had to leave the theater and i was just like suddenly just like sobbing yeah. <laughs> and i don't even know why <laughs> yeah yeah um one thing i do want to talk about before we before we wrap up talking about amc i just want to make sure we get to it is the um the bar the MacGuffins. okay Thank you. Thank you. So any thoughts on that? (laughs) So I had one experience. I was shooting something in Atlanta. And I'm trying to see if I could figure out which location it was. But this was one of their like big AMC dine-in locations where they have a full MacGuffin bar with their like funny mixed drink cocktails with movie names. Do we know why it's called MacGuffin? MacGuffin is a term that Alfred Hitchcock created for the thing that the movie pretends to be about that is actually just the thing that gets the plot in motion. So like all Indiana Jones movies are about a MacGuffin, which is like whatever the ostensible object is he's trying Mm -hmm. to find. Right. Um, So like and all their cocktail names are kind of like cheeky things like that. They're all like kind of like movie lingo shit. (laughs) Um, But this was also one of those theaters where like you sit in like a booth with like a table and they like bring things to you, including they had like alcoholic milkshakes. And this was like eight years ago now. I feel like this was before like uh, Alamo Drafthouse had franchised out further and more places were doing things like this. It really felt like, man, AMC like tip of the spear really pushing this kind of thing and it was a lovely experience i saw um spring breakers that way in atlanta with a bunch of very confused teenagers who were very (laughs) angry about what was going on on screen and i was just like drinking some fucking like you know oreo milkshake filled to the brim with bourbon and probably having like some 20 dollar version like you know chicken tenders deconstructed or whatever (laughs) i probably found the most lowbrow thing on their attempt at a highbrow menu and just had the best time and i've like dreamed of having that experience again i thought like oh these are going to pop up everywhere and i feel like they've kept them pretty tight yeah maybe the like theater capacity doesn't financially make sense or something i mean it's like a far more expensive ticket 
from my memory. Oh, okay. And certainly the food's more expensive. It's like, you right. know, there are less seats per screen. It's set up a little bit more like a bar show <laughs> where it's just like <laughs> tables in the back, right? Yeah. Um, and the uh, rat but, like, pack is there, you right, know. Right, but like really like nice seats, you know, but you're not sitting in like a standard like grid in any yeah. way. Um, and it's right, like the, the food is overpriced, but it's good, right? And they deliver the food to you. It just felt like I, I loved it. I loved it. It was kind of the best version of that I've ever experienced. And that does York, like, seem fun. We have the Draft House. We have, uh, there's a chain called the Nighthawk that do the sort of like dine-in thing. But this was the best layout of it. I thought the food was good. I thought the options were good. I liked the, the everything about it. And I just, I've been dreaming of it again. Yeah, yeah, that does sound, that sounds really fun. I've never gotten, I've always wanted to get a drink like during the movie, but... I just they're so expensive that I always get like nervous because I'm like also I would love to be proven wrong but I feel so like suspicious that they're all very weak drinks mm. yeah probably. but they're all like twenty dollars so I'm like I, I would regret it I would yeah. regret it <laughs> yeah I, I don't know I mean I feel like I I've only there are no New York AMC's that have like just the MacGuffins where you can like take it in right oh, they okay. have that and they have it in Burbank I was right. gonna say that's what it is at Burbank the yeah so 16, that's interesting right? that none of the New York yeah. ones have that no so like the only it would facilitate it better totally <laughs> yeah <laughs> the only theaters where you can drink in the theater in New York City are the ones where they like deliver food to you in your seats okay um which so I've like I've done that certainly like I've gotten drunk during movies but I'm also like eating a fucking meal and shit you know yeah. like the the isolated I'm just taking one cocktail to my seat thing is yeah. certainly a very bizarre feeling and um my my family is weirdly my father is like now moved to to Tennessee uh and uh regal i think was founded in tennessee so whatever like regal chain is closest to him is weirdly kind of like flexed up because they are like this is our turf mm -hmm. and they just have beer at the concession yeah. stand which is always very odd to me and i feel like i've done it once and it just feels wrong <laughs> to just go like i'll have like bunch of crunch and like an amstel and yeah, then you I, just take it to your seat. I just feel like I would have to pee right away. Yeah. I, just I feel think like <laughs> AMCs, even the ones without the MacGuffin, I think a, quite a few of them have um, beer and wine at concessions. Yeah. But I, I have the same thing where I'm like, well, the point is to not have to pee for the next two hours. Yeah, I'm, right. If I have Drink a glass beer, of wine, like, I'm going to have to pee right. five times immediately. Like, yeah. like Arclight had that for, I mean, they were sort of like early on that, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. could take drinks in at Arclight, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I feel like, I, you know, whenever I go to L.A., I, I usually try to take in a movie at the Arclight. And I feel like I never do that. Like, I feel like the only time I've had a drink at Arclight was like, I had to check out of a hotel early. My flight was late. I went to the Arclight with my luggage, saw a movie, and then had two additional hours to kill. <laughs> yeah. And talked about Mr. Holmes with a stranger sitting next to me at that bar. You know? That's, that's perfect. Yeah, because- A great honestly, night. A great night. I feel like the Arclight with, with their uh, alcohol options 
it feels different. It feels like they want it too bad. Like they're like, I agree. You, I agree. You want to, you want to drink, right? Cause you're Perfectly experiencing set. something luxurious. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, ah. right. well, that's right. the saddest part of the arc light is that they're still, it's okay. They're Norma Desmond because mm. like, they're still trying to posture. Like I'm, I'm the hot theater. I'm the glamor theater. <laughs> right. I have all the amenities. I'm so beautiful and so special, but all of the other theaters have, because they've leveled up so much. Right. Like the the amenities that the arc light has, like the fact that it doesn't have recliners or anything, like the arc light's shitty now, but yes. they're still pricing themselves like they're better than every other theater. Yeah. But they're literally shittier than most AMCs now. Yeah. I agree. Do they they don't still do the person coming out and doing the announcement they before do. the movie. They do. Fuck that. Yeah. That's like, at, at what point did anyone think that that's what we were missing from the movie going experience? Watching a sad stand up comedian who couldn't go to an open mic that night trying to get in a joke. Right, and then you watch them and you're like, fuck, am I going to have this job in two am months? I, I should probably apply, honestly. Right. I should apply. Would I be funnier than this person or would other people judge me job. the same? That's what you think. And then you just imagine yourself watching yourself and you're like, I would hate me just as much as this yes. guy. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. I think, I mean, do you have any other thoughts on AMC? I think we should oh, probably. Oh, I forgot to mention one thing during the concessions, but it's, okay. it's really important to me. Um, <laughs> at least in California, I can't speak for New York, but I love, I love raisinets, but it's because they don't have raisinets. They mm. have the sun made version Great. of raisinets, which are yep. a million mm-hmm. times yep. better. Yep. After those, I had raisinets at a different theater once and I was like, these taste like dog shit. Yeah. yeah, like hard, hard it's agree. so it's so good that they have those sun made ones. I'll get those every time because it's like it tastes. It's just better chocolate. They're so much yeah. better Be- and so, better raisins and better raisins. Yeah, so much yeah. better. Yeah, so better that, packaging. I just need to get that in. It's really yeah. Important of course, to me. I don't want us to miss anything. I'm sure there's stuff we missed. You could um, never cover everything about AMC. But I just I just want to mention just to sort of come full circle with uh, all of this. Uh, there the AMC. 25 originally had this ambition there was like these two theaters open on 42nd street multiplexes right one which has now become the regal ewok and the amc 25 and they both were like we're kind of gonna be malls like the movie theaters will be connected (laughs) to like food courts and other shit and it's it's never totally worked with them and they like Mm. things stay vacant for too long or like a new thing moves in every four months um, and then they sometimes have like closed off some of the connective like walkways between the things. Um, but the one thing that has stayed pretty strong for a while now is the AMC 25 with all its its escalators, right? The down escalators on a whole different side of the building. And when you take those down, you cannot get out to street level without walking right past the entrance to a Dave and Buster's. And that's like a perfect evening for me. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. The one other thing I did want to bring up that has nothing to do with AMC, but I just re- remembered that I forgot to bring it up and it might entice you to go back to Valencia town center when, mm-hmm. and if you find yourself in the, in the LA area, mm-hmm. they are getting a Costco. So uh. just so you know, it's it's part God. of this bigger plan they have for this section called the Patios Connection. Oh, um, and wow. it's going to be like a gym 
and a couple other things, but it's big sort of uh, central <sighs> pieces, this Costco with a rooftop parking lot. So Man, this, this sounds so different than <laughs> the Valencia Town Center I used to know. Um, also, I just want to say I put into the uh, chat in the Zoom a picture of Griff Lightning, my bicycle. Okay. Opening it up oh. so we can So give... you can imagine. Okay, I can see why this was notorious. <laughs> right. And I had a helmet with Batman on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it looks like a dirt bike right it's but it, i like, want to make it clear it was a fixed gear yeah. children's sized bicycle that just had a lot of heavy plastic Wait, shit on it so was it like also like too small for you i'm very small and especially at that time it was my size an adult bicycle would have looked too big for me <laughs> yeah this is like shopping in the in like when emily and i will shop in target boys you know oh, yeah. it, like yeah, the, you can... yeah. Uni- uniqlo yeah uniqlo, uniqlo little boy. little boys sweatshirts are yeah, my I favorite just, it's, sweatshirts it's my favorite thing about uh uniqlo is that they will actually sell like triple xs yeah, mm-hmm. we only the, chain so, with the courage to do that. Yeah. Can, can I ask what the what sticker or whatever that is on the helmet? Do you Batman. remember? Batman. It's Batman. Batman. Okay, Batman. but you already said that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Batman. Bright Batman yellow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. We'll we'll include this in the post. <laughs> yeah, please do. It was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, but I I think if I I don't know maybe if the Costco had been open at the Valencia Town Center in 2007, maybe I would be a college graduate now. <laughs> <laughs> it might and have a been the thing member yeah yes yeah <laughs> um okay then we're gonna just close on a on a quick game uh this is one of one of our fave games it's called desert island and the way it works is emily is going to describe a scenario for you griffin okay and uh there will be a question at the end so emily take it away okay you are at um an amc right after reopening and you are there to see the very long-awaited sequel to the movie Train Coming at the Screen, mm. <laughs> Boat Coming at the Screen. Classic. You're ready. This one is in full color. Um, wow. This is Dolby, actually. <laughs> wow. It's Dolby 3D. So the boat is coming right, right at you. Everyone is screaming. Everyone's yeah. losing their minds. Yeah. And... This 3D is so good. Like it's immersive. The sound you feel, you you can hear the waves, and then it's like the boat's coming at you, and then it's like you get caught on the boat, and it's like taking you out to sea, and you're like, this is incredible 3D. But then your glasses come off, oh no, and you realize no, <laughs> a real boat has taken you out to sea somehow. It's maybe into the movie dimension, you know? You don't know. And so now you you climb onto the boat and then it just keeps going. It just keeps going for days and days and days. And then I have it hits no idea where the segment is going. An iceberg. <laughs> what? And it hits an iceberg that got left over from the prop department from Titanic. Titanic. And so you're like, fuck. So you get off the boat, you get in a lifeboat. Two more days, and then you land Two on an island. <laughs> oh. And you're like, okay. So you're looking around. You're like, I don't even know if this is real. I don't know if this is like movie world. I don't know what this is. Yeah. And you're not getting any clues, but you're walking around. There's nothing. There's just palm trees and palm trees. And then you part two palm trees. And what's there? It's a mall with five wow. stores. Okay. What do you want those five to be? This is going to sustain you for 15 years. Okay. D- Desert Island. Uh, I get the segment now. 
Um, <laughs> two questions. Yes. Do food chains count? Yes. yes. Second question. Does AMC count? Yes. Yes. Okay. Number one with a bullet and AMC multiplex with the recliners. Uh, you can also I... sleep in there. So that's yep, like absolutely. <laughs> that would also be my home. And I do not need anyone to rescue me ever. Okay. So that's number one. Then I think I would want, hmm, I'm trying to think of like, a good spread of variety here. Well, there are uh, there are Uniqlo's in malls, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Th- that is that is the clothing chain I would want. Okay. Um, breathable fabrics. Breathable. So that's going to be great for this. If I find one thing I like, I can then get it in eight different colors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I know they will have sizes for my tiny, delicate body. <laughs> um, okay, so there's a Uniqlo. There's an AMC. Um then I will say there is I feel like I want some kind of like not not a not a hot topic, but like a box lunch or like okay. a, something something that's kind of like fun. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> kind of just like I don't know, like so random like pop culture <laughs> shit. Spencer's. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like Spencer's the 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 Spencer's kind of like naughtiness performative naughtiness <laughs> might bum me out if it's one of sure. only four i feel like or five places i ever get to what see you're looking for i think for box sure. lunch is the right one okay yeah. so i got a box lunch i got a uniqlo i have an amc and then i want to say in terms of food court i don't I, this might be a weird poll i i miss jamba juice and I feel like malls are one of the only places where you can still ever find them. And I, I feel like Jamba Juices used to be a pretty regular part of my life when there were a lot uh-huh. of like locations in New York of just being yeah. like, oh, man, this audition's here. There's a Jamba Juice in there. I can like, go get it. <laughs> and I miss being able to have like a daily Jamba Juice. Yeah. So I'd say there's a, there's a Jamba Juice there. And then I think I would have to say... A BJ's. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think I need to come full circle here and say that 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 would be the creature comfort is yeah. being There's able to end each night really with a pazooki and a beer. Yeah. A lot of filling <laughs> options there. Yeah. 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 For sure. I mean, and when you factor in the AMC, you really have a lot of food options. Mm-hmm. Yes. Here. Yes. So yeah. you're, you'll be set. <laughs> right. That was part of my thinking. But I, I that's why I felt like I want a place where I can like drink and have a dessert yes yeah yes yes this is a very well rounded desert island mall i love it yeah it's very much i mean this uh, the image of that mall is kind of representational of what the inside of my head feels like <laughs> I would say. it's a very clear lifestyle yes yeah absolutely. these five stores yeah well, that is a fantastic Desert Island Mall. And hey, that has been an episode of Mall Talk. Griffin, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Uh, so much fun to talk about, especially now that I feel like the, the light is visible at the end of the tunnel and I might get to go to an AMC sometime soon. I'm like, yes. I needed this to ease myself back into the lifestyle, <laughs> you know? Yes, for sure. Remind yourself all the things you loved about yeah. it. Yeah. 
Um, do you have anything you'd like to promote to our listeners? Anything you want them to, to follow, to find? Uh, yeah, Blank Check with Griffin and David is my podcast wherever you find or listen to uh, podcasts. Uh, it's myself and David Sims, who's a film critic for The Atlantic and is a lot smarter than I am. And we talk <laughs> about directors careers so we just did uh musker and clements who were like the the two big directors of the the disney renaissance in the 90s and the 2000s uh, uh leading up to moana and now we're about to do elaine may uh who's one of my my favorite uh sort of tragically short filmographies ever um but if you like uh if you like to hear me talk about uh everything but the movies themselves <laughs> uh, that's a podcast where you can hear me talk about movies <laughs> awesome yeah and um just from us i guess as always leave us reviews email us i feel like i'd like to get more emails than we're getting yeah. at this time maltalkpod yeah. at gmail.com shoot us shoot us whatever you're thinking whatever questions you have <laughs> um and join the patreon i believe this coming week we're going to eat some of c's uh easter offerings as we continue mm-hmm. to track the c's centennial uh it's their 100th year and we're just you know honoring that over at we're Patreon. just yeah. living Plaza. for it over here it's Heroic. kind of what's keeping us going Heroic. thank you for thank, your service thank you griffin thank you <laughs> um yeah but we'll meet next week at the um at the red leather recliner store hell yeah <laughs> see you there bye bye